Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Two, three, four. Taryn watches live feeds all day long. Brent's always there to say when he's wrong. They've got the feud that just won't quit. And Melissa's the one who has to deal with their sh**. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Big Brother 22 Roundtable Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Armstrong, and with me today, Melissa. How are you doing, Melissa? I'm doing great. Uh, this has been an exciting week of feeds so far, um, especially yesterday and last night, I guess. Uh, that was pretty wild. So uh, I literally cannot believe it's only the second week. It feels like we've like been watching these people, and the way they're playing the game has been like, months like i i don't even know i'm very excited to talk about it <laughs> yes also with me today is brent how you doing brent i am doing well but i am fed up with some of these people and i'm gonna let them have it tonight so oh boy. Uh, mm-hmm. just be warned oh boy well this is the podcast where we talk about everything from the feeds and we also talk through the stock watch uh, and we rate every player with we are not sponsored by any kind of uh, soda brand. Um, I don't know what's going on there, uh, <laughs> but uh, we're going to rate every single player on their game uh, and by how well they're doing in the house right now, their position, uh, their quality as a player. One out of ten. Um, and uh, we'll go through all of them and we'll update the game, the stock watch game. If you are playing long at realitystockwatch.com. The prices will be updated and we'll check out who is on top. So let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's let's quickly talk about what has been going on in the week and uh, we'll give our thoughts as we go. Um, At the start of the week, we saw that Memphis is the new HOH. He was looking at a couple of different options. The safety competition happened. A bunch of people played. Christmas wins it, gives the safety to Ian, and the nominations end up as Nicole Anthony and David. Then we saw that um, Memphis also won the veto, did not use it, which means one of Nicole Anthony or David will be going home this week. And that sort of sets the stage for the campaign trail between Nicole 
and David what is going to happen and what kind of madness is going to ensue from the week. Melissa, how are how are you doing with the week so far? Um, a lot of ups and downs, I will say. Uh, there's been moments where I'm like, yes, it's all happening. And then it turns out that that really wasn't actually anything. And then because it gets ratted out to somebody like literally two seconds later and all my dreams are crushed. Um, but really, I mean, when it comes to the campaign, like send both these two home this week so we can move on because I am so sick of like their terrible gameplay and their awful campaigning. It's like, it's literally a race to the bottom. It's like a race to like who can get themselves evicted. It's, it's bewildering really. Like I I don't really don't understand like how they both could be so far off of what they need to be doing and what, what, how they could be saying like the exact opposite of what they need to say and like thinking the exact opposite of what they need to be thinking or what they like reasonably should be thinking. Like, it's it's baffling really like it's it's infuriating to watch and i'm just i'm done with both of those two with nicole and with david and i just think that they both should be sent packing i have literally no skin in the game when it comes to who's gonna go this week because i just feel like either one is bad or i mean either one is fine is what i mean um so you know it's it's been a frustrating time as you can tell Ah, so frustrated. <laughs> I was waiting for it. Um, I'm so frustrated. I feel like that's my catchphrase. Like, it's like I start the season off all excited and like, this would be a great season. Then, literally, week two, I'm like, I'm so frustrated. This is so frustrating, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, Brent, what are your thoughts on I the mean, week? What are my thoughts? I uh, first of all, I think that uh, Ian caught a lucky break and, you know, good little bit of campaigning on his part to uh, get that in with Christmas who, you know, up until now, we hadn't really heard from to win the safety because I do think there was a real chance that Ian could have gone home this week. So then it defaults to, you know, David and Nicole Anthony. And it's so frustrating watching Nicole Anthony. I rewatched the episode from Sunday and it's so frustrating to watch her in the diary room being like, well, you're not going to tell me what to do. I tell me what to do. I'm not going to play in the competition just because you say, and it's just, Like, how can you feel safe when he says something like that to you? It's just, she had a lifeline there that she could have used and she didn't. And Mm -hmm. now it feels like she got an unlucky veto from what we hear. It had something to do with strength and grip. And I'm guessing she's not good at something like that. And now she's probably out the door and she's blaming Kaser and Janelle for all of her troubles. And it really ticks me off because they've really done nothing but try to support her. I can understand a little bit where she's coming from in terms of, well, they keep including Memphis and all of their uh, accountings insofar as who's with them. So of course they had something to do with it, but it's just not the truth. And everything, every other piece of evidence that you have seen, Nicole Anthony has shown you that Kaser and Janelle are in fact on your side and you still choose to disregard it because you, you somehow think you're being played by these people. And it, it, like, it's like Occam's Razor. The simplest explanation is the key. The simplest explanation is they really had nothing to do with you going up and really didn't want you to go home and mm-hmm. are fighting for you to stay in the game. But yeah, and it doesn't make any it. sense. It doesn't make any sense when, you know, she's sitting there saying, like, I could understand being upset or frustrated being like, because, I mean, at that point, Janelle, I guess, had been telling her that she has Memphis. Don't worry about it. And then, like, all of a sudden she's on the block. It seems like, okay, wait, what? I thought you said you had Memphis. But then at that point, it's like, 
She's now still saying that the people that she betrayed her and that she's the most mad at and that she, most she's coming back at, like the people that she's going to come back and get um, are Janelle and Kaser. When it's like, don't you see that Memphis put you on the block? Like if anybody, it should be Memphis that you're coming after. Like not Janelle and Kaser who presumably and who have told her that they tried to keep her off and it didn't work. Like, and I mean, don't them. be mad that Melissa, they tried. She, she acts like they're so high and mighty. When in fact they have no one. Kaser and Janelle, as Ian told Tyler and other people, has no one. They have no one in the game. And she, she's mad at them. Maybe she thinks, rightly so, as Terrence pointed out in the live updates, that by being anti-Janelle and Kaser publicly will make her into a more enticing person to keep around. But she does that when she's just like talking to Kevin or something. She's and just it really infuriating. It doesn't make any sense, too, because it's like, okay, I get it. Janelle and Kaser are your targets. Um, and that's your one campaign strategy. Like everyone's like, yeah, we know. Uh, so is everybody else trying to get them out. Like we all are doing that. So like, what can you offer me? And she's giving them nothing. She's literally just like, well, did you hear that I'm coming after Janelle and Kaser? It's like, yeah, we heard that. And that means nothing to us because David's willing to offer us. Well, I mean, not that David's doing a great job, but like <laughs> David is willing to like say like, I'm going to work with you and we'll be together or whatever. But like, I mean, it's like she's totally just like it's just a one track mind. She's got her like goggles on and all she wants to do is like Janelle and Kaser, they betrayed me. And I think that also Kevin has like somehow totally brainwashed her. Like she is so set that like Janelle and Kaser are these awful people and are making her look bad. And like it's it's weird to me that she's just blindly trusting kevin on that when kevin doesn't know anything like yes thank you for reminding me melissa that is something so like we all know that she's friends with eric uh eric curto who was on uh, the slop yesterday with rob as she says she's a co-host of a podcast and he is the other part of the podcast for reality recaps but let me tell you nicole anthony not every gay has all the answers let me tell you (laughs) He is not your best friend. This guy, Kevin, in the house, he has a wrong read. Taryn, you have gay friends. Melissa, you have gay friends. One of them is sitting in front of you. Do I have all the answers? Am I like some gay oracle? Is this a trick question? Like, like it's so, it's so ridiculous watching her like listen to Kevin as if he well, like is the Messiah or something. Yeah. When in reality, he has such a skewed view of everything because of the mistakes that were made in week one by Janelle and Kaser and also by Kevin a little bit. And it just really pisses me off. You know, it really yeah. it reminds me a lot like Nicole Anthony so far to me reminds me a lot of Brent during Big Brother 20, where the evidence is just piling over and over about how good Tyler is as a player. Um, but Brent just refuses to believe it and follows his own narrative for half the season. It will take half, half. a season, half. half a season for Nicole to figure out that Janelle and Kaser are on her side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, by then it'll be too late, though. Yeah. yeah, but for me it wasn't though. I started giving Tyler, the, <laughs> I started giving Tyler more fair scores as the uh, as the game went along. Yeah, but luckily again, we didn't kick you out in week two. I know, right? Well, it's that's, just, that's good for me too. Yeah. It's it's actually very interesting for me to see like history completely repeat itself with almost every single person in the cast. Like it's like everybody right? is falling into their old ways. Yes. Everybody who came into the game saying like, I'm going to do things differently this time is literally doing the exact same thing. We've got Tyler making final twos with everyone and joining in a six person alliance with six in the name. And then it's like, you've got like 
Cody growing up with like Memphis or whoever he, he decided Tyler, whoever he's decided to grow up and with so, like, all yeah. new, like yeah. it's literally creating like the uh, detonators again, essentially. And then you've got like Kevin, like with his reads and then you've got Nicole, like on the outskirts, but try, trying to get into the main Alliance, which she's never going to break instead of just like, combining all the like outsider people into one larger group before they all get picked up one by one. You've got Janelle and Kayser literally fighting for their lives every single week for seemingly no reason. You've got Christmas betraying everyone and being loyal to the people that we don't want her to be loyal to. It's just like every single person is doing exactly what they did last time. It's like nobody learns. Also, there's a shades of Big Brother 19 just a bit to me, Taryn, because everyone in the house thinks that the big bad is this couple of people, these two people, and everyone else is like, well, that's the problem in the house. That's what we need to be against. And the mob mentality mm-hmm. just doesn't sit well with me. It doesn't sit well with most of Twitter. And any of these people that get kicked out are going to hear it from people when they get out, starting with Nicole Anthony, who I hope Eric makes her just not look at Twitter for at mm-hmm. least three days after she gets out of three the house days. because it is not months. going to be pretty. I mean, like I did yeah. see her talking to Tyler earlier today and she was like, you know, it's possible that Janelle and Kaser could be, you know, doing all these things and they could be on my side and maybe I'll be eating my words. And I'm like, you think because they've literally been on your side the entire time to the detriment of their own game. Like, mm-hmm. the Anyway, it's like it's like it's okay if it's okay if you're like, okay, these two people are a problem. We need to get rid of them because they're so powerful, because they're so good, like whatever. But when it gets to that, like, okay, we need to, like, break them down, like to each other and talk crap about them all the time. Like, that's when it gets very frustrating. It's like I'd much if everyone would just literally admit that Janelle and Kaser are amazing and they're, they feel threatened and intimidated by them. I would feel so much better about the whole thing. Cause I'd be like, yeah, you're right. You're doing, that's exactly what you should feel. But instead they're just like, Oh my God, look where the rumors start. Look at, look at what Kaser and Janelle are doing. They're bullying people into trying to join alliances with them. It's like, what? Like, just cause you want to get them out. Like just say you want to get them out because they're powerful. Like, or they're strong or whatever. Like, I- I don't like the I don't like the constant talk. It's just constant. Yes. Yeah, so so to, let's uh, let's set up uh, like for for those that are not following along on the feeds. Uh, and God fully, bless you if you haven't been. Um, yeah. And <laughs> They're like, wait, what is going are a on little here? bit confused as to why Nicole doesn't trust Janelle and Kaser if they're if they're campaigning for her. Um, so basically to to try now listen it's it's a it's a huge stretch it's a huge leap of logic that's going on that's making this assumption happen so any explanation is not going to suffice like uh this is not trying to like rationalize what's happening or defend the read um but just trying to like detective work solve the path that led to this weird outcome right so um, yes Last week, Kevin and Keisha were on the block. Janelle and Kaser campaigned hard for Keisha to stay. Now, they did at one point think, oh, let's give up. Uh, let's stop trying to to keep Keisha and we'll just go to Kevin and be like, look, we're on your side. But 
If you recall, Devon kind of inserted herself into the situation and implied that they might have the votes, which pushed Janelle and Kaser to make a last minute strong push against Kevin and really pushed hard that like, hey, you're a liar. He's a floater. Uh, you got to get him out. Keisha's, Keisha's the only one for us. And uh, this all got back to Kevin and um, Nicole saw what uh, they were doing and she was like, this is upsetting me. Um so Kevin was already anti Janelle and Kaser at this point heading into this week. Memphis wins the HOH and Janelle and Kaser keep talking about how he's on their side when he's really not. And they come up with this theory with Nicole that Cody, um, Nicole, Franzel, Danny and Tyler are running the house as a foursome. And uh we get janelle uh and caser um talking about like oh we're gonna go to memphis we're gonna try and convince memphis to like do something about this maybe go after franzel or somebody um so we can like do something about this power structure uh so when the nominations come in and nicole anthony is up on the block next to david Nicole Anthony is like, wait, what? Like, what happened here? Uh, immediately following the nominations, Janelle and Kaser were both up in the HOH room laughing with Memphis um, about the nominations. And in that conversation, they were trying to be like, Memphis, what did you do? Why did you put up Nicole? We need Nicole here. You should take Nicole down and change this up if we have the opportunity, because these are terrible nominations. But they were also laughing in the course of the conversation. So, of course, that didn't look great. Then later that night, Janelle was upstairs with uh memphis's wine for like two hours uh just chilling and hanging out um which was all great for janelle and caser because they needed to not get backdoored by memphis but it it looked bad to people like kevin who were already predisposed to thinking that they were against him and so kevin went to nicole and said you just got screwed they just they just were uh, in on this. They're using you as a pawn. They're trying to divide the house um, and they th- they see you as expendable, clearly. And uh, and they are trying to play you. And Nicole, who had a very bad experience last time, started getting flashbacks. And she said, oh, my God, it's happening to me again that I'm, I'm being used. There's this big group that includes Janelle and Kaser and Memphis and these other people. And I'm being used as this expendable pawn. And uh, and even though Janelle then comes up and says, I'm sorry, we didn't know Memphis was going to do this. She doesn't believe them. Like, why? How could you not know Memphis was going to do this? And if you didn't, why were you up there being chummy with him afterward? Why weren't you mad at him? Um, and. Uh, and then they're trying to tell her that she's cam- that they're campaigning for her. And she's like, I don't believe that you're campaigning. I don't believe that you're really on board with me. Um, and they keep saying, like, do you trust Kevin? Do you think you have Kevin's vote? Because they've heard that Kevin is against them and spreading stuff because he is. Um, so they don't trust that Kevin's actually going to stick with Nicole. But Nicole takes it as, oh. You're you're telling me I can't trust my closest ally. You're telling me that I shouldn't trust. You're trying to set him up. You're trying to set up this split vote to divide the house, and you're using me. I'm yeah, expendable yeah, yeah. to you. Not to stop you right there. She she doesn't want a split vote. She wants a twelve to zero vote with her headed out of the house. That's apparently what she wants right now. So um so this is what Nicole is seeing, and she thinks that what Janelle is doing is what happened to her in season 21 when she was on the block and she got saved by a group of people that did not care about her, that were using her to blindside the other side of the house, namely 
Bella and Nick. And so she thinks that she's in the same spot again where Janelle and Kaser are leading her on and voting to keep her just so that they can blindside the other side of the house or divide the house in some way that benefits them. That is her thought process. And it is insanely wrong. It isn't that that is the point It is insanely wrong. I don't understand how like I understand a lot of that. I don't understand how she can make that last jump. What in God's name gives you the uh, I want to say the right, but uh, the ability to think that Kaser and Janelle have any power in this house whatsoever. How many people can you count on your two hands that are against them? Almost everybody in the house is against them. How can you think that Kaser and Janelle would even have the power to do this to you, even if they wanted to do this to you, Melissa. I just feel like a lot of this could all be solved by just like a good, honest conversation between like her and Janelle and Kaser and just like, hey, this is how I'm feeling. Like, I don't know. I mean, like, what harm would that do? I get that she's had like conversations with them, but I feel like all of them are couched in like, I don't believe you and I'm going to catch you in a lie or I'm going to like check your story with somebody afterwards. And I feel like none of these conversations are just like honest, open conversations where it's like, I feel like I'm being played and being portrayed and just see like what they say. And I feel like I'm not getting that from Nicole. And I feel like she just is convinced that like she is being betrayed. And so there's no point in even having a conversation with them and that she's just dumb with them. And I feel like that is the wrong move because there is no place for her on the other side of the house. Does she not see that? Like, it's like, I don't know why her and Kevin and all these outsider people, once again, like I just, it's, it's a broken record at this point. It's like all the outsider people always think there's some in for them in the big Alliance. Like if you're not included in the big Alliance, like you're not in it, like you're not wanted and you're not going to get in it. And the only reason you're going to get in it is if you're being used for something like it's, it's crazy to me. Like, and and what makes it what makes it worse is that it's not only a, a bad read that she thinks that Janelle and Kaser are against her. But as you were talking about earlier, Melissa, it, it goes straight from bad read to like, hey, this is Nicole versus Jackson and Holly. This is Nicole mm-hmm. being snarky about Jackson saying F this guy saying uh, mean things about Jackson that we're all applauding because Jackson's a douche, except she's doing it to Janelle who is crying because she can't save Nicole because she cares about her so much. Um, And that same like snarky attitude that was part of what made her a fan favorite is now being directed in a direction that is incorrect. And it's now terrible Uh, and it sucks watching it. Uh, And that's why a lot of people are like very frustrated having to watch like uh today it was it was just like the whole day has been just uh just janelle sucks she's terrible um she why would she do this i hope people that saw her before see the real janelle now um like uh, she really thinks that janelle is is jackson it's it uh it is infuriating i want to like reach my hands through the screen and like shake her and be like open your eyes you are so beyond wrong like because it's bad. It is so bad for Nicole. Like it is so bad for her on the outside, like to be doing this. Like, I mean, I I feel scared for her when she gets out just because like Janelle is like almost universally loved. And it's interesting to me that like you would think that somebody who's like universally loved for two, three seasons, like you'd think that like, okay, it's a pattern. Like, She's probably loved this time. It's not going to be some crazy thing where she's not. I mean, I guess people. I don't know, though, Melissa. That's a that's a bit of a 
scared about that. Yeah, that's a problem to me to think that way, though, because Nicole Anthony was talking to, I think it was Kevin. I can't remember if it was Kevin. She talks to Kevin a lot, uh, where she was like, you know, I don't know why he made these nominations. He should like imply that her winning America's Favorite Player wasn't going to sit well with America because he plays David and Nicole Anthony on the block together, when in reality, we don't care that you're on the block, Nicole Anthony, because you're really ticking us off right now. It's just, it. the whole thing is, is very hard to watch. And I, I do feel like today when Nicole was saying, you know, if I'm wrong about this, like it's going to be bad or whatever, like I'm, I might be wrong about this. And I, I feel my like words, yeah. that's the kind of thing we need to see because I feel like I would feel a lot more sympathetic towards her if she was like, I can't believe I was betrayed. Like, it seems like I was betrayed. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Like, I just feel like the way that her and Kevin are like, so set that Janelle is like this awful person when they're yeah. totally completely wrong. Like that's where it gets me upset. Cause it's like, you're and, so wrong and you think you're so right. And quite, and quite frankly, uh, like if Janelle is the Jackson, uh, then I feel like she is kinder to Jackson. And I, I take issue with, you know, how mm-hmm. she has handled that relationship post show to begin with. And so I feel like that makes it even, even more, uh, sort of like, uh, like what, like what are you doing here? Like mm-hmm. you're on the feeds talking about like, oh yeah, they're, they're, they're lovely people though. Um, meanwhile, like, uh, Janelle is the devil, right? Like it's, um, it's not great. It's just, it's, it's really bad. I mean, and look, like we're ragging on Nicole right now when like we could equally rag on David. Like he has not done himself any favors. In fact, he's done himself a lot of harm. No favors. Campaigning. Yeah. uh, Especially with day. And I don't know if we're going to get into that yet, but like his handling of his conversation with her and his, it, the way he's, basically gone around saying like I have the votes and like not even and then when somebody when he's campaigning to someone and they're like I yeah I I think I'm gonna vote for Nicole he's just like got it cool and then like moves on it's like no you got to say something further like I don't know he he's he's doing here's the thing that frustrates me the most like all the house needs to do is look at the people who have not played the safety suite okay Mm-hmm. to know who really feels the most comfortable in the house. Like those are the people who feel the best in the house. Memphis, Tyler, Danny, Nicole Franzel. And there's somebody else. I can't remember who hasn't had a chance to play the safety suite yet. I but mean, it's at, re- at the very up. least, at the very least, who feels comfortable with Memphis, right? Mm-hmm. Because yeah. Memphis literally said, I told Nicole Anthony to play in the safety suite. And he told almost everybody to play in the safety suite. He never said anything about Tyler. Danny, mm-hmm. Franzel, and he didn't say, oh, I told them to play in the safety suite. Yeah, too. where did David come from? Uh, David did play in the safety suite. That's so frustrating why nobody can put that together. He said, play in the safety suite. David did play in the safety suite. Tyler did not play in the safety suite, okay? Danny, Franzel did not play in the safety suite. Has he said jack shit about them? No, but can anybody put it together? No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's going on over there. In the meantime, the Memphis HOH has put a scare into some people because he refuses to go after Janelle and Kaser, who have now named that aforementioned group, Tyler, Cody, Franzel, and Danny. Um, they named that group and it became obvious to those four people that if uh, Janelle or Kaser stay in the game and win an HOH, that 
Two of them will be nominated. A third one will be put up after the veto if the veto is used. And that's terrible for their game. The whole point is that they need to keep their alliance a secret and have like parachute alliances that they can, you know, stay against if they're on the block together. And so they're trying to get Memphis to put these two up so that they lower the chances that any of them win HOH. But Memphis refuses to do it because he's a self-interested player doesn't care about the group and is going to keep them because they're not going to put a him up. Um, so because they're now scared, running scared, you have Danny running to Janelle and offering a deal. Hey, Janelle, if let's make us, let's make an alliance. Let's work together. Um, Janelle at this point is, she knows that she's working. Danny's working the other side of the house. Uh, she knows that this is a panic move, right? She sees what Danny's doing, but Danny is in panic mode. She's like, ah, let's make an alliance. Um, let's like include, you know, like, uh, Nicole Franzel and Cody and yeah, I'm cool with Tyler. Um, and you know, the caser can be in it. It's like a cool new alliance that will definitely be long-term and also protect me next week in case you win an HOH. And Janelle sees right through this and just immediately goes around and spreads the fact that Danny just came up to her, offered an alliance and included the same four people that she has been talking about. Now, this is the big mistake that is going to set a lot of dominoes in motion because with this information getting out, Bailey and Devon in particular are realizing, hold on, we're in an alliance with Danny, but the alliance is Danny, Enzo, Cody and us. Um, why were we not included in that alliance? Why is Danny doing these things with Janelle behind our backs, not telling us about it, including people like like Tyler, not including people like us? We must be on the bottom of their hierarchy. And so they start worrying about this and Devon gets into puzzle mode and she starts thinking that she needs to start testing people um, to see where the true loyalties lie. So she starts spreading some lies, like saying Tyler approached her about an alliance that she approached him about, uh, which she then gets caught doing um and uh and uh, she tells that to danny danny doesn't believe tyler at first when he says that's a lie but she eventually realizes that tyler was telling the truth because they tried the same thing on franzel uh and now they both know that day was lying but tyler also doesn't trust danny because she didn't trust him in that spot and so now there's a lot of distrust going around um cody is noticing that day and bay seem very skeptical about the whole alliance all of a sudden so he's going up to them and being like what's going on why aren't you telling me things that janelle is telling uh tell, uh, that spreading around why am i hearing it from christmas and not you guys and they're like we need to talk more this is so there's like some communication issues and and he's like, yes, absolutely. But they're both now super skeptical of each other. And there's a possibility that Day uh, and Bay, they're talking about actually flipping over to Janelle and Kaser because uh, they don't think they have a place on the other side. And all of this chaos is happening. There's uh, the, the alliance is starting to like break up a little bit. And then David goes to Devon and she asks him, hey, are you in an all boys alliance? Because that's a theory that Kaser's been throwing around with no proof. You just kind of assumed and it's been wrong for weeks uh and or i guess two weeks the whole two weeks um and david admits to it when it doesn't really exist quite yet and that freaks day out because he admits to it but doesn't name the people in it and so she starts running around and going oh my god day david is in, in, in an all boys alliance he confirmed it um we gotta get him out uh we we have to we have to vote him out and so they almost formed this alliance with J janelle and uh caser this is all from this morning's morning update, by the way, if you want the more detailed story. But uh, but the information immediately leaks out. Danny and Tyler and Cody, they go into damage control. They pull 
um, Devon and Bailey back in and they form a new six person alliance that is Cody, Danny, Tyler, Enzo, Devon and Bailey called the Slick Six that nobody in this alliance thinks it's real, but it's just kind of like we're cool with each other, even though none of us trust each other. Yeah. Yeah. So that happened. Yeah. <laughs> now, uh, David look- handled that conversation with Day so terribly. I mean, it's like it is totally okay to make more than one alliance. Like that's fine. That's part of Big Brother. But the thing is, is that if if in fact Day and Bay are your like true allies, then you would tell them about who is in the alliance. Like if you're already going to admit that there's an alliance there, another alliance, an all boys alliance, and then not say who's in it that just indicates that like you don't fully believe that day and bay are your true allies like you are using them as another alliance like if i'm day i'm definitely going to be suspicious if he won't reveal all the details of that alliance because then it shows that his true ally isn't me he's allied to multiple groups of people and he feels a strong relationship with this alliance outside of me and he won't tell it to me if in if in fact the reason why he joined that all boys alliance was to uh was to protect me if i'm day then you would tell me who's in it so i would know who's protecting me like that would be the point so it's like he just handled that so poorly like if you're either don't tell her at all about it and deny it and keep it a secret as like another like fallback alliance that you have or give all the information today and show her that you are her ally and that it's you two versus you and you three versus everybody else. So he, ugh, it was just uh, very bad. Very bad. Very well, very bad from him. I, it's still frustrating oh, for her, but yeah, to, for, for, it's still so frustrating for me to watch Davon continue to go to people uh, just to seemingly spread gossip for the sake of spreading gossip. Like, honestly, Taryn, I think she's bored. Yeah. I really do. She, 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 I, she gets herself into so much trouble, just like, uh, she's obsessed with the puzzle. Yeah. Yeah. And it was interesting because, um, even Bailey, when like, she was talking to Janelle and Kaser about like, okay, they were like, do we have day? Like, she won't commit. Like, do we have her? Bailey's like, you know, Davon, like she's going to go do her research. She's going to then like figure it out and then come back to us. Like it literally is like you have to just let day like go do her research research, which is basically her like trying to get information from everybody the puzzle. And, like, put yeah. together this puzzle. And then if she once she figures it out, she'll come to the group. But it's like you're making so much mess in your wake that like it ends up being worse off for you. It's like you it, you'd be better off like not fully having all the pieces but like knowing a little bit of it or suspecting it and then like moving forward than like going to each person and asking about all these different things and like stirring up all this like dust, you know? It's it's not not great. Yeah, and and you know, it's I I feel like there's a good comparison here as well because Tyler was actually in a similar spot. In fact, Tyler was below Day uh, Devon and Bailey in the power structure um last week. Uh he had he was not playing hard enough and he was just kind of like sitting around and he got brought in a little bit, but Day and Bay were much higher than him in the hierarchy. Uh and so 
he was in a sort of similar position. He, he kind of saw that something was wrong, that he wasn't being talked to a lot. But instead of trying to, like, figure out, can I trust these people by testing them? Um, he decided to go to work just getting closer to Cody, talking with him more, hanging out with him more, trying to form more of a personal bond. Um, he did that. And Tyler ends up working his way into the power structure uh, and then bringing in some other people that are loyal to him. And now Tyler is in a much stronger position, deeply embedded in this structure versus Day's uh, tactic, which is I'm feeling a little uncomfortable here. I'm going to retreat. I'm going to pull out and, and inspect this and test it and try to figure out if it's where I should be. Um, but when she pulls out, she's, you know, seating her spot in the structure and she's telling people that she doesn't trust them and she's proving herself to be untrustworthy um it's it's the opposite of what you need to do if you don't feel like you can trust something you need to get closer to it and be and put on the facade of i trust you um because tyler doesn't trust these people he doesn't trust danny at all and danny Mm -hmm. who is inclined to not trust tyler trusts Tyler. Um, and now he knows he can't trust Danny and she trusts him, which is where you want it to be. And as opposed to you don't trust them and they don't trust you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honestly, uh, I feel like that if they just went with the simplest explanation again, just look at who was the first HOH Cody, who are the people who feel comfortable around Cody, Tyler, Enzo, Danny, you see them up in the HOH room talking a fair amount the first week and quite a bit the second week when they're talking to Cody. Like, why can't you put that together that they might be working together? Oh, look, those happen to be almost all of the people who are eligible for the safety suite next week who didn't feel at all worried about being nominated for eviction come Thursday night. The only person who did was Cody, but the entire house knows that that was a facade. Everyone knows that Cody just played in it for show. So I don't know why they don't, uh, why don't they realize who's really pulling all the strings here? Why do they underestimate Tyler? It is so frustrating to me that people continually underestimate Tyler. Danny continues to underestimate Tyler, much to her, to her own detriment. And uh, like, if she gets screwed over by Tyler and Tyler outplays her, uh, I'm going to stand up and applaud Tyler because uh, Danny's also really frustrating me right now. Like, I don't understand why people don't want to be in an alliance or work with Janelle and Kaser. They are, I think I said this last week, they are so loyal, they really will go to bat for you, and they'll fall on their sword for you when they get nominated first, and you're there to pick up the pieces. Why wouldn't you work with somebody like that? Also, they're really freaking cool people. Like, I mean, most of these people are in the house for other reasons anyway. Uh, Like, why don't work with the people who Twitter actually loves rather than these assholes over here like Christmas and Cody who no one asked for back? Why are you working with Franzel? No one likes friends. Why are you working with her? Do something for us for a change. It Friends, is a TV she has show. Nine bridesmaids. <sighs> yeah, she was asked to uh, Nicole's wedding, Franzel's wedding. So uh, I don't know if you knew about that. I was not asked to Franzel's wedding. Now we are going to take a quick break for our sponsors, and we'll be right back. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. 
Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. And we're back. So let's get back to the show. We should talk about the Franzel and Janelle situation because uh, Janelle has just been so awful to Nicole Franzel, who invited her to her wedding um, and came into this game already not liking her, saying mean things about her. Um, it's it's really it's awful. I mean, I don't I don't know about you guys, but uh, like all of this Janelle love has really been uh, striking a, a, a wrong chord with me with uh, with the way that she treats Nicole Franzel after being invited to her wedding. I yeah. literally can't even pretend like this, Taryn. It hurts me too much. I cannot. Melissa, she's going to no. call. She's going to call production. She's, Go for it. I literally. Melissa. I can't speak bad about Janelle. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. Janelle has done nothing wrong. And uh, look, right? I mean, if if Nicole France. I, We're I having have technical to give it. difficulties. Oh, no. What's, something has been done oh, to no, the stream. production. <laughs> <laughs> the Franzel. Um, look, I have to say Nicole Franzel is doing a great job. I have to give her credit. I, I, I think that she does this sort of thing on purpose to garner sympathy. And I think the problem is that she doesn't want to admit that she's doing that. Yep. Um, I think totally. that's like her one, not her one fault, but you know what I mean? Like that's her no, biggest many fault yeah. with the fans <laughs> is that she doesn't want to admit that any of the stuff that she says is used to gain sympathy from the other players i mean like saying i invited her to my wedding like i invite you know i thought we were on good terms look what happened like i don't know what's going on you know like that is (laughs) that literally is being used it's like being deployed strategically it is it's very effective because everybody else is like look how sad nicole is look how like hurt she is she doesn't know what she did she doesn't know what the problem is like you're not doing anything. And Janelle is just mean. She's just nasty. And like, it's working. It's totally working. And I'm very impressed. Um, it's obviously, it, it obviously would be a lot more fun if she would admit that these are things that she is doing and maybe let the audience in on it and not, you know, or like kind of wink up at the camera or anything like that. Yeah. That'd but, be awesome. you know, yeah. I mean, look, like, I have to give her credit. I do think Nicole Franzel is playing a good game. I think she's doing, she's playing it really well with Ian. It's like, Ian is literally like her little puppy dog at this point. Like she is not being a good ally to him. And yet he wants to include her in everything and do whatever she says. And it's like, uh, Kayser even pointed it out to him so plainly. Like she made another alliance without you. Would I ever make another alliance without Janelle? No. So she's not your Janelle. You guys aren't Janelle and Kayser. Like you're not us. Like, that is the difference. And if I am Ian, I will, I would sit there and like take a step back and be like, Oh my God, like, that's right. She did make another alliance with, without me. Like clearly, like maybe it's to protect me, but like it, it, the fact that she won't like truly let me in on whatever else she's doing and whatever other plans, like I, if I was Ian, I would know that there's no way that she's not involved in any other alliance or involved. Oh, I think in he does. I think that he's just willing to bet that Franzel will pick him over the alliance. But I think but that is like a he, wrong she assumption. She should be letting him into all the information. Like if those two are truly like yes, I agree allies, with that. Yes, they need to share this information. I mean, even Tyler was saying that like 
when level six got together, everybody spilled everything to each other about all the other alliances in the house. Like there was no secrets between any of the level six people, according to him. And so it's like, that's what you need from an ally. And that's when you know you're number one and with that ally. Well, I, I think you have to look at the the prior seasons. And in Tyler's season, his allies spilled everything to everyone. Yes. In Ian's season, he was worked by Dan the whole time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like he like he was never brought in. He was used by Dan, um, wasn't told information, was just given directions. Um, and I think that Ian's strategy, he told us this was his strategy at the start of the season in his intro. Um, and I know how proud he is of those comp wins. He really feels very confident that he can win a lot of competitions, uh, that his strategy is I just need to survive to the second half of the game and then I'll just comp my way out. Like I'll just win enough competitions that they can't get me out. Um, and the thing that worries me is that if that is his strategy, he has been checked out of Big Brother for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. He didn't watch. He stopped watching in season 19, which is exactly when the competition started getting so much more physical, especially in the end game. And if he thinks that he's going to be able to replicate the string of competition wins that he was able to put together that were the reason he made it to the end in 14, I think he's going to find a very different game in the same way that Cliff did and Nicole did last season. Um, and it's not it's not gonna be good mm-hmm. so yeah yeah all right let's talk about the state of the house for a second here um we have a bunch of alliances going on now there's still the core four uh which is cody enzo franzel and danny uh this alliance i think is it's danny's main priority It's Franzel's, I think, main priority, um, you know, beyond like the pair of Franzel and Danny or Franzel and Cody or whatever. Um, In terms of like bigger alliance, it's it's their main priority for Cody and Enzo, though. They are not fully invested in this alliance anymore. Neither of them trust Danny all that much, and they don't think that they can fully rely on Franzel either. So they are not fully invested. But Franzel and Danny, I think, are. Um, We then have the slick six, which is Cody, Tyler, Enzo, Day, Bay and Danny. I don't think anybody in this alliance considers it a main thing or even a real thing at all. Um, literally just there as like a facade for everybody, for every party. Um, we have uh, another fake alliance, which is not even a real alliance at this point. I call it the fake Janelle and Kaser crew. Um, it's Janelle, Kaser, Bailey, Davon, and Christmas. It's the alliance that's in their head. Um, but uh, Bailey, Davon, and Christmas are all not with them. So it's really just the two of them. Um, we have the committee. I think, uh, which is Memphis's group of six, Memphis, Christmas, Tyler, Cody, Danny and Franzel. Now, this is the priority for Memphis and Christmas in terms of big alliances. Um, But for everybody else, I think they have bigger priorities. Uh, There's the commission, which is Memphis and Cody as a duo. Uh, And this is, I think, Memphis's main priority, his alliance with Cody, but it's not Cody's main priority. Um, You have Devon and Bailey, uh, who are each other's priority, and they also kind of have David. You have Cody and Enzo, who I think are each other's main priorities, uh, but they also have Tyler there involved uh, with them. It's not Tyler's main priority, though. Um, you have Tyler and David 
as a final two. You have Tyler and Christmas, and I think this is the one Tyler is most dedicated to. Um, and then you have Franzel and Ian, the Million Club, uh, who are working together, uh, who it's um, Ian's biggest priority, but not Franzel's. So that's the big mess. <laughs> yeah. Too many alliances. Too many alliances with like overlapping people in it. I feel like if I was in the house, I'd be so confused. And I know they are getting confused sometimes, but like, <sighs> it just feels like it's like, if every alliance is essentially like the same thing, except swap out like one or two people, like it, there's bound to be confusion. I don't understand why Bailey and Davon don't work with somebody like uh, Kaser and Janelle, mm-hmm. pulling David, pulling well, Kevin. The problem is that this, sec- like, because this is the problem. Last night, it almost happened. They went into a room with Janelle and Kaser, and they were starting to make an alliance. And Davon immediately ratted it out to Kevin, who ratted it out to Danny. And Christmas, who was in the room, immediately ratted it out to Tyler and uh, Nicole see, Franzel. Okay, I see why Christmas rats it out, because, like, we all knew that she like was super happy to be included in that Memphis thing. And I swear she's going to like ride that thing to the end, like her in that big group and like thinking that it's real, even though everybody else is like, this isn't real. Um, whatever. Uh, especially with her whole like DR sesh where she's like, I'm so happy to prove myself to the group. Yeah, and, we like, can't win stand her. Whatever. Like, the, the problem is Davon leaking to Kevin. Yeah, that like, needs why to be did, healed. Yeah. Like that's the thing is like, I get the Christmas leaks it. We assume she would, but like, why would they go and leak it to Kevin? And I get that they were working together initially, but it's like, if you're included in this like alliance, like you can't keep it a secret for like five minutes and see how it works and see if you think you want to like join it. Instead, you just immediately leave. Like what? Why? But like Taryn, she can't keep her why. mouth shut. She cannot keep her mouth shut. It's what is that literally what it is? Is that what yeah. it is? It's like yes. literally there's no strategic reason behind it. It's just like she just decides to just she so feels cool it. with she feels cool well, with Kevin and she wants to talk some tea with him. She also so like, like what she good doesn't... does that do even for her to like tell Kevin that she's in conversations with other people outside of Kevin? Like she... all it does is just make Kevin be like, okay, so people are having conversations without me. Like she also doesn't fully trust Kaser and Janelle. Like all of the rumors and stuff going on, they have an effect even on Davon, and she doesn't fully trust them. And she also knows that Bay is a lot closer to them than she is. If she jumps in on that alliance, she is on the bottom of it. Um, and yeah, but on uh, the bottom of a four-person alliance versus well, like a ten-person well, Chris, alliance. Christmas is there, um, who she doesn't have a much of a relationship with. Um, and uh, I think that, like, I mean, again, like, I think again in her mind, like, she's she she again, she's obsessed with the puzzle. She's obsessed with like um, making sure that everything fits in properly and if it doesn't then she's gonna she's gonna go and try and figure it out um and i think that's talking to kevin and it's yeah here's the thing about the state of the house right the thing that's frustrating to me is that so many people play big brother scared when in reality you know the way it's going to go there's going to be a big alliance and they're going to continually pick people off and they're going to keep people quiet until it's your turn. Basically, it's like a lamb being led to the slaughter. That's what's happening right now with Davon and Bailey. They don't have agency in the real power structure in the house. They're being kept to the outside of it or barely on the inside of it. And when the time comes after Janelle and Kaser are eliminated, it's going to be them who sits on the block and they're going to say, where did we go wrong? This is where you went wrong. You're not doing enough to put yourself in the position to have options within the game. That's mm-hmm. where I see their problem is because Day and Bay, 
they they say things to each other like, "Well, I hope that they, I hope that they're true to this. I hope, I hope that we can trust them." Who? What are you talking about? Go out there and give yourself options. Do something with yourself and don't include other people. Just pick a few people and do something so that you have other options in the game so that you're covered so you don't have to depend on people like Cody and Enzo and Tyler's of the world. People who really have no interest in having your best interests at heart, even if you broke it down to the simplest form. They were fine, too. Like I, I, they, they had, they had like Cody did talk about day, uh, Davon in particular that like Davon has a relationship with his brother. They came in like tight. Uh, they had probably a tighter bond than anyone else on the season. Um, certainly more than Nicole, certainly more than Memphis, certainly more than Tyler. Uh, they had more reason to work with each other than anyone else. And he came in wanting to work with her and really wanting to protect her. And he brought her in and he made sure that she was a priority, um, not a main priority. No, um, but she was enough of a priority that she would have been good for at least until jury, uh, probably a little bit further. Um, and she also had relationships on the outside with people like Kevin, who's, let's face it, going to be here for a while. Um, and uh, and she did have Bailey, who had connections to Janelle and uh, and Kaser, who, if on the off chance that that other side wins an HOH and takes a shot, that she would be able to direct the uh, the aim somewhere other than other than Devon. Um, and she also had David, who is in with Tyler and in with this group as well as kind of a, a, a secret weapon kind of deal. Like they had a lot of pieces in place where they were in a good spot. I think it could have been better. And I think that they could have slowly worked to make it better, but they, they just, they, uh, Davon in particular, she just, she just blew it up because it wasn't perfect. Um, and now she's against Cody and that's a really bad place to be in the house right now, unless you get lucky in, um, Janelle and Kaser win an HOH and take him out next week. Because if that doesn't happen, then we're going to see that it's going to be a much, much harder, uh, hill to climb for these two, uh, as they try to move forward in the game. Yeah, I think it was really going to come down to the next HOH or the next couple HOHs. Just like, I think for sure, if Janelle and Kaser win this HOH, I think that they could absolutely form a solid alliance with people and get people on their side. Not just a fake thing. I actually think they could really get something real. Um, But, you know, if we get another Cody side HOH, like it's, it's not great. And I think the key is also like in Big Brother, having knowledge and having intel is key and when you share that intel just like willy-nilly you it loses its power and i think that that's part of the problem with davon is that like she gets all this information and she's so good at collecting information but then the second she gets it she goes and tells everybody and then everybody knows it and everyone's upset because they're thinking that she's lying to them or she is lying to them or she's fishing or doesn't trust them whatever and it ends up coming back to bite her even though initially she had all that power by having all that knowledge but yeah. and while we're talking about kevin really quickly it does frustrate me and i look i i, I blame uh, janie for part of this as well that whole relationship that should be fine but for you know for reasons that we know of because of what happened in week one it's not fine i really wish janie at some point would have said to kevin hey look i i i ride with keisha she's my girl i love her uh, i just want you to know nothing against you like like if you stay this week uh i i got your back like i i, I want to work with you it sucks that both of you are on the block i, mm-hmm. I just i have to back keisha on this one 
but I would love to work with you. Like to really try to smooth it over with him. She never really did that that I saw. And then that just allows Kevin, who I also blame, because he should realize that just because they were trying to keep Keisha does not mean that they are anti-Kevin. Like they, well, they were though, get, to be fair. I know, but they could, but now they're not. But they now, have no reason to I go mean, after Kevin. Yeah, now. doesn't he see that he's completely on the outs and like he has absolutely no in with Co- the Cody side? Yeah, of the some house. of these like, people are like, use me. Or I'm sorry, some of these people are like, I don't use me. They don't want to be used. They're, they're like, I don't just want to be a number for them. Oh my, what you should be saying is, please use me, use me. I want to feel useful to other people. That mm-hmm. way I can find ins and different cracks and things. If people know that I am useful to them, then I can be brought into something. What does Kevin have going on right now? Does he really right. think, he said, like Melissa, I think he said, uh, I like uh, Cody and Tyler. Yeah. In what universe are you ever going to get to the end of the game with them? It's yeah. so frustrating. No, they don't want to work with him at all. Like, and he has no relationship with them. Like, it would be like me being in the house and saying, you know what? I'm going to work with Tyler. <laughs> I mean, like, like no this, way. this was Kevin's game. And the, the first time he played, he stuck with like one person and he kind of just didn't commit to anything in particular. Sometimes he was working with the Jesse crowd. Sometimes he was working with the Jeff crowd and people just left him alone until he became a dangerous entity unto himself. And I do think that might happen again. To, to be honest, um, I think they are going to ignore Kevin for a long time. And if they do, we might see Big Brother 11 toward the end of Big I Brother th- 11. Kevin, come I think back. here's the thing is, I think that's fine. If that's your strategy, then that's fine. Obviously, like not, not going to give you a win. Well, no, I'm that's what I'm saying. Like, if that's your strategy, that's fine. But it's not going to give you a win, probably. I mean, unless unless it's like a super bitter jury or something crazy happens, like maybe. But like the problem is, is that like. Anytime he opens his mouth, he's absolutely wrong. And whatever he's saying, he's completely wrong. He has a totally wrong read on the house. He has no idea what's going on. He's poisoning the minds of people in the house, like with his wrong reads. And it's like, that's where it's like, oh, okay. You have literally no idea what you're doing. That like, if he had kept his mouth shut or if like anytime he opened his mouth, he was like absolutely spot on. He was just like observing everyone, but like not really making any moves. I'd be like, okay, I get it. I see it. You don't want to get involved in like the alliances, but you're just kind of like laying low, but you like see what's going on. But he has literally no clue what's going on. And so it just, he, he's not good. Like he's not playing a good game. I mean, it's, that's the struggle here is like, I was really excited for him to come back because like I, he just seemed really intelligent and like really smart. And I thought he was going to have like a totally spot on read on everything, but it's just like the problem no. is, is he's so convinced that he's right. And yet he's so wrong. No, and none of the people that we thought had good reads have had good reads. No, Kevin, oh my God. Kevin, Kevin. like day, David. And Nicole and David, everyone is so wrong. Everyone <laughs> is just wrong about everything. The only person who I've seen be right about things is like Bay and Tyler yeah. and Kaser. And even Kaser like sometimes is like totally off, but then he becomes Also, right. the thing that worries me about Kevin is like look, look, if we got to the end of Big Brother 22 All-Stars and Kevin somehow makes a run at it, I would be thrilled because he really should have won Big Brother 11 and I love Kevin. I think he has a lot of personality. He's very fun. I think he's filling Nicole Anthony's head with a bunch of crap right now, but I do think he's very fun. He's a good representative for Big Brother. The thing that that's worrying me is that Taryn, I don't know that the story would be the same. I think that the big alliance, like Big Brother 20, would just 
you know, we think, oh, he's going to get to the end of the game because no one's going to worry about him. But there were a lot of people in Big Brother 20 that I, I thought would get to the end of the game that people wouldn't worry about. But they did worry about them because they were faithful to the alliance and then the alliance held strong the game is different yes and i don't want that to happen to kevin so if he's counting on a game plan like that you know directly or indirectly i don't think that's going to happen this time all right are you guys ready for the stock watch yes i got some people to well never mind (laughs) i was gonna say paddle but I don't want to I don't want to get people's hopes up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's do it again in alphabetical order. We'll start with Bailey. Uh, Bailey, who um, last week, um, actually, I don't have the. Uh, I was going to say, is there a way to see our previous ratings? Um, they I have could mine. have been if I'd set it up properly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Bailey last week was an eight. Uh, overall, um, myself and Melissa gave her eights. Brent and the audience gave her sevens. Um, so that's where Bailey was before. Brent, where are you on Bailey this week? Okay. I just want you all to know, I personally love Bailey. I think she's amazing. Okay. I think she is a bright light in the Big Brother house, someone who I love watching every moment that she's on the feeds and just being real with you. I would love for her to win Big Brother 22. For real. It would be like amazing if she got to the end. However, I'm going to drop her down a peg. I gave her a seven last week and I'm going to give her a six this week. And here's the reason why. Because I feel like that she has an alliance with Devon with Black Girl Magic and she is being harmed by Devon and some of her shabby play right now. And I feel like it's bringing Bay down with her. And she's going to be loyal to Devon. She really is. But as long as Davon continues to play this way, and you can tell my Davon rating isn't going to be great either, uh, <laughs> that uh, she's going to continue to be hurt in the power structure of the Big Brother, Big Brother game. Overall, her place last week, I thought was relatively good. Like she wasn't at the center of anything, but she was kind of in the Steve Moses spot where she was like just on the outside of the power structure, but definitely in the power structure of the main alliance. Now... She's not. She's really on the outskirts with Davon. And if you hear, if you believe Taryn, that after they get Janelle and Kate, Janelle or Case are out in week three, assuming and the HOH goes against them, that Bailey and Davon might sit on the block in week four, and one of them might make might not make jury, and that could be Bailey. So I do think that her position in the house has disimproved lately, and she would do well to follow her own instincts for the most part because I feel mm-hmm. like her. Her reads have been mostly good. I don't want to like totally trash Davon and say her reads have been bad, but some of them have been really bad. Um, but I feel like that Bay Bay knows best. So Bay needs to listen to Bay more. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. Um I, I like everything you just said was spot on. And I also am dropping um her down just one to a seven because I really like the game that she's playing and I like her reads on the house and I want her desperately to team up with Janelle and Kaser, which I do feel like Desperate. she wants to do. Desperate. So I know when they were, oh, when that sequence was going on, when it was literally like, right. first, like, like Kaser talks to Ian and Ian seems a little bit receptive. And then he goes to, uh, and then they both talk to day and Bay and like, it's like, and they seem receptive and it's like, okay, things are happening. And you know Kaser's what I wanted? Doing his speech where he's I wanted like, them to I'm make- not going to have this, you know, Right. I wanted them to make like Quack Pack 2.0 where it's like, you know, Bay and Day, Kaser and Janelle mm-hmm. and Ian. 
Yes. You know, like right and that's in that what it spot. seemed like was going to happen. Oh. And then it, and Janie Vito's scene out of nowhere. That was uh. such a bad call. That was such a bad call. I mean, Christmas, like, and I get it because Christmas, like, she seems so genuine and she seems so, like, nice and, like, you know, it seems yeah, like she's yeah. the type of person who would get you get along with. And like anytime I see her on the feeds or wherever in the diary room, I actually really like her. And I remember tweeting this when Christmas was on her season is like, for whatever reason, I cannot help but like want to like like Christmas, even though she makes me so angry sometimes. Like, I just want to like her. She just is very likable to me. And so I, uh, I, I, I get it, but I don't like it. And it's bad for her game. But anyway, back to Bailey. I really like Bailey's reads in the house. I feel like she she can put herself in a good position, and I think she will. But I think I think right now she's in a worse off position than she was last week. Yeah, I gave uh, I I don't see it updated, but I gave Bailey a a, a six. Yes, yes, um, and I uh, I do agree with Brent on this one, as does the audience, uh, who also gave her a six um i i feel like the problem here for bailey is that she was in a good position but it has deteriorated i think her social game remains like completely on point here awesome. uh, she's still very good socially um i think the problem that she had in big brother 20 was the strategic game was part of it um and it, part of it too was that she you know she you know when she won power strategically she made mistakes right um, um, and so I'm starting to see a little bit of that in the week right now where um, where Bailey is uh, making these uh, these small errors. She's trusting Devon a little too much to sort of guide the direction of where they're going. Um, she's uh, exposing her, uh, her, the fact that she doesn't trust people a little too much. Um, and there are a lot of things that are getting in the way of her game. She no longer has any real ins in that main power structure. Um, it's like, if you think about all of the people in there, um, she doesn't have a, a solid connection to any of them anymore. Um, um, not not really Danny, um, and, you know, maybe maybe Christmas, but it's hard. You can barely count yeah. Christmas as part of the power barely. structure. Yeah. Um, you have Day, uh, who's also on the outs with her now. Um, her only connections are with people outside of the power structure now who are in a lot of trouble. And she really has to hope that there is an HOH from uh, Janelle or Kaser who um who like need to win an hoh and here's the problem too i'm worried that day and bay look they have two options in front of them i think they cannot choose the third option because there are three options total but there's two good options one is fully embrace cody's group and just work your way back in on them work on those relationships get in back into the core uh can you know do a vanessa do a tyler do anything you need to get back into that power structure that's one option that they can do and it might you know they might find some success there second option go full in with janelle and kaser try to win the hoh if you win or if they win go right at cody Take a big swing and try to break the whole thing up as much as possible. Do not throw the HOH gun for it. Win it and take a big swing. You have to do that. The third option is let's just try and coast in this spot for a little while and no. hope that things work out. No, no, no. That is the problem. Melissa, yeah. take it. <laughs> no, I honestly, yeah. no. I, I, if 
God, you made me so excited when you were just talking about them uh, taking a big swing and joining up with you. Like, that's what you want to see. And honestly, like, my thought is like, if if I were to play in Big Brother, like, and if it's an all-star season and I've already done my season, whatever, I'm going to go in and I'm going to do whatever it takes to just like make big moves, try my best. I'm not just going to like go in there and like coast to the end. And I just feel like, you want to you want to play it up for the fans. You want to make it big. Like I mean, you're getting paid to be there anyway. Like I feel like that that's it's different than a regular season where you're getting paid like a yep. little stipend, like week yep. by week. Like you've already gotten paid forty thousand, whatever it is. Like just go in, guns blazing, do what the fans want. Like they, like I mean, a lot of the point of being in an all star season is to like like give the fans what they want. And, and especially for some of these people like who are coming in with like bad reputations or like less than great reputations. Like I'm talking about like Christmas or I'm talking about Nicole Franzel and stuff like that. Like you want to go in and you want to give the fans what they want. You want, you want to like just go and play as hard as you can. And like, I just feel like I, if, if, Day and Bay, I think it is a huge mistake if they throw HOH and if they don't go for it or if they just try and like weasel their way back into like the power structure. Like that's so sad. And I don't want to see that. And I don't think anyone else wants to see that. So like I just say go for it. No, like why I don't understand why they don't take a big swing and why they don't pick option A or option mm-hmm. B, but it definitely does feel like they are picking option C. They just want to be safe. They just want to coast in yeah. the middle. They just want other things to happen around them as long as they're safe but if you play the big brother game that way you're going to be eliminated yeah have, and yeah like, that's the thing the, is they're not safe they think yeah, like like they're they're, if, safe. They're, if they're sitting there thinking like we're just gonna sit here and coast in the middle like where we're safe you're not safe like people are already thinking about you so like and don't let me tell you this. that you can Here's just stay thing. in that position if they decided you know what we're gonna take option a we're gonna go in big with cody and enzo we're going to make this work. We're going to win HOH. We're going to show them that we care. We're going to get Caser's ass up on the block. Sorry, kids. We're here to play and win the money this year. That's what we need to do. I would also stand them. I wouldn't like it as much, but I would stand them. And I would, mm-hmm. realize, I would really be behind them trying to make an assertive move to get themselves back into the power structure of the game. But right now, this ain't it, Chief. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so I do want to make a quick correction here um, to uh, to talk about Christmas for a second. I accidentally read Christmas's rating for Bailey. Uh, Christmas was given a six by the audience. The audience actually did give Bailey a seven. So uh, so that will uh, land Bailey at a seven overall and not things. a six. It does yeah. change. I thought I saw a Voice lot of people, people upset. Uh, yes, the audience actually agreed with Melissa on that one. Uh, I apologize, Alexandra, for the uh, the inconvenience there. Yeah, that makes a difference because I think uh, Bailey had an eight. Even if she went down to a seven, you yes. still made some money. There was but a difference, Bailey going, yeah. Yeah, but Bailey going down to a six would have mean you lost a little bit of money. So that definitely I, makes yep. a, a difference. Yes. So uh, so there you go. The audience, though, and it was, I'll tell you, it was close. Uh, it was close between a six and a seven but, uh, on, Bailey, on Bailey there. Um, but the, Chris, uh, the Christmas, the audience did give Christmas a six. Um, right. So uh, I'm seeing a lot of happy people in the chat. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, so there you go. Christmas a six. Uh, Melissa, how do you feel about Christmas? 
This is tough because at the beginning of the week, when she won the safety suite and then saved Ian, I felt like that was a very bad move for her. I mean, it was great for us because I was really happy to see Ian safe and see Memphis try and figure out another plan. But I think it's bad for Christmas because number one, it already shows that she's a threat. She didn't need that safety suite. Uh, and she just was like so thrilled about it in the diary room. And I was like, what, what are you doing? Like, why? He, she's like, I'm so happy I got to compete and prove myself. When literally everybody else was saying, hell no, I am not going to compete in the safety suite and use up my safety this week just to like hide our alliance. There's no way. And then Chris is like, I'll do it. This is great. I'm excited to play. It'll be fun. And it's like, she's clearly doesn't have like her head in the game. Um, but but aside from that, she also upset Memphis because Memphis was like, Ian was my target. Like I was going to put him up and now Christmas has ruined that. Uh, and so I halfway through the week, I was like, Christmas is in a bad spot. She's not in a good place. But it does seem like now at the other half of the week, people want to work with her and they're interested in pulling her in. And it doesn't seem like Janelle and Kaser are aware at all that she like should not be pulled in. And it seems like she's still doing okay in the house and she's working with Tyler. She still seems to be like, you know, set with him. Um, So I do feel like she's not in as bad of a place as I would have thought she would be, but I don't necessarily feel like she's in a much better spot. So I'm kind of inclined to just stay at my five. Okay. Brent. Uh, so I think I gave her, what did I give her? I gave her four last week. Um, I'm actually up to a six this week on Christmas. Uh, I feel, uh, I feel positive about Christmas's game. Look, she's a little too cheery in the DR. Let me just be real with you about that. I can't really stand just in the DR. Yeah. Just in the, well, you know, for the moment, but she, it really grates on me in the DR. Um, like things are just happy, happy, hunky dory. That's what I'm looking for. Hunky dory as far as Christmas is concerned in the Big Brother house. Like it's always Christmas time. And I do agree with the person. I can't remember who it was, or I would give you credit who said the reason that Grodner brought back Christmas is because they're so in love with that goddamn jingle sound every time that someone says her name or does anything with Christmas. That's the reason that they brought her back. As far as the game is concerned, though, I gave her a six, and this is the reason why. Because I think she's playing a good game. She's social as hell. People like her. They trust her. There's a reason why Kaser kept talking the minute Christmas walked into the room and he didn't miss a beat. She's somebody that people feel like is honest. She she portrays herself as being honest. She portrays herself as not being one of those sneaky people. Did you see the way that I was on Big Brother 19? I had ride or die with Paul and Josh and we took it all the way to the end think that people are actually buying that first they don't remember all the times that christmas was lying to the other people in big brother 19 and screw them over uh but that's neither here nor there so the, as far as big brother 20 22 is concerned it's a six for me and uh I, I, honestly i kind of wanted to give her a seven but i don't know how she's going to react when like like the, the 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 kitchen gets hot so i'm giving i'm giving her a six for now I was between a six and a seven. Um, yeah. and uh, like I actually like, I, cause I did do the ratings ahead of time this time for myself. Me too. Um, and I, I, I put in a seven and then I changed it to a six <laughs> and I changed it back to a seven. Um, and then I change it back to a six. Uh, she's in a very good spot. Nobody is coming for her. I think she's very safe and I think that's great. Um, <laughs> The problem is that 
I don't think she got in this spot on purpose. Yeah, um, right. I think she accidentally found herself here. Um, she just happened to be somebody that Kaser had a weird read on. And that's why he approached Christmas and thinks that Christmas is somebody that they can work with when in reality, it's not really true. And she doesn't do a great job of playing the role either. Uh, it's just that uh, Janelle and Kaser don't really have a lot of other options anyway. Um, I don't think this spot is really going to last all that much. Um, on top of that, she gives away all of her information uh, to Tyler and most of her information to the Memphis group, who are all just kind of like using her to some degree. So she still has kind of a hill to, cl- to climb here. Um, but I do think that she has a decent chance uh, to do well in this game. I think that she will probably last a while. Um, I think that uh, she is going to maybe be good at competitions and that's that's valuable. Uh, but she does talk about herself a lot um and she when she is like her social game is just enough that like she gets along with people but not enough that she doesn't start to grade on people and not enough that she can like really make intense personal connections with people and i think that's going to get in the way of potentially winning the game uh in the end and i don't try to take that too much into account because there's a lot of game to be played and especially for somebody like christmas who might win a lot of competitions it might not matter because competitions can outweigh social game when it comes to jury votes but I do think it matters when it comes to being included in the power structure, being seen as uh, disposable and um, and uh, and I don't know if she can hold this sort of like double agent role for too long. And so I'm going to have to go with a six and that's going to give Christmas a six. Yeah, it's fair. I I don't know where like has Christmas ever done anything that someone didn't tell her to do in the Big Brother house? Like I know she never did that I'm aware of with Paul. So like she's going to have to do something of her own volition to get herself in a, in a good spot. Like mm-hmm. other people do things to put themselves in good spots. She does things. It seems like for other people to get into good spots. Does that make sense? She's loyal. You might she's say. a people pleaser. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Cody. Now, Cody's an interesting one. Um, I gave him an eight last time uh, and I felt very good about what he was doing last week. I do not feel as good about what he's doing this week. I do think that he is still in the best position within the power structure. But he is vulnerable to being targeted next week. It's not out of the realm of possibility. If Janelle or Kaser wins an HOH and they have like, uh, you know, slightly more than a you know 10% chance uh, of, of winning, like, uh, I don't know, like just guessing like a 15% chance, like that's not insignificant um and if they do uh they are targeting cody specifically um we're looking at cody and tyler probably on the block with cody as the target and with tyler on the block next to him i do think that cody could be sent home um i think it could be close but i think he could be sent home and the fact that he could be sent home as early as next week that's going to be big for me because I don't see any I don't see, you know, anybody being talked out of this. Uh, I think that they are gunning for Cody. They have been doing it for a while. Kaser and Janelle keep talking this week there. They, there's a recurring argument they have that has been taking place over the week, which is 
Can you believe, Kaser, how dumb you were last week when you were telling me that you wanted to work with Cody, that you got tricked by Cody because he's so charismatic into wanting to work with him? And Kaser goes, what? No, that wasn't me. That was you. You were the one that said that we should work with Cody. And Janelle's like, no, it was you. Like they're making fun of each other for having the audacity of ever entertaining the thought of working with Cody. I don't see that really changing as early as next week. And that makes me worry for Cody in terms of, uh, you know, staying in the house. He also cannot compete in the safety competition, although I think some people would save him from the in the safety competition if they won it. So that's probably his biggest saving grace. So with all that in mind, I also have to account for the fact that this was his first real challenge in the game that he has had to deal with without the aid of Derek. And I was not super impressed with how he dealt with it. Um, Typically what you'd see in a situation like this where people are starting to stray and worry is that Cody would have sat down with uh, Derek. He would have given him the information. They would have processed it together and they would have come up with a game plan. They would have executed the game plan. Everything would have been fine by the end of the day. It's not what happened here with Cody. Cody kind of approached it a little more emotionally. It's kind of what we expected from him. He approached A and Bay and he tried to be like, why are you doing this? You should trust me. Um, And that wasn't the way to do it. And they ended up separating. They don't trust Cody anymore. Um, And the group has weakened in its influence and power. And if this is an indication of Cody's ability to hold a group like this together, I don't have nearly as much faith in his ability to keep it together long term. So with all that in mind, it's going to be a six for Cody from me. Brent, what are your thoughts? So uh, I gave him a seven last week and I was vacillating between giving him a six and a six or a seven this week. And ultimately I came down to keeping it at a seven. And this is the reason why assuming Nicole uh, Anthony gets evicted, there's only going to be five people playing in the safety competition. Tyler's one of those people. Memphis is one of those people. I think both people would also save Cody. I think Enzo is actually one of those people as well. So Enzo, I think, would also save Cody. So three people next week competing, I think, would all save Cody and make him their plus one. Add to that the fact that there's a veto that I have every confidence he could win. And that's assuming that Kaser and Janelle win HOH, which, again, is like 15% chance. But who knows what the competition is going to be. And and he's very social. People like Cody. I know that Janie and Kaser really aren't feeling him lately but uh, a lot of people in the house are they they like cody and they get along with him well and i think they see cody as being less sneaky than tyler although actually now that i think about it, i don't know if that's totally true i think that yeah I, I think they see them about the same maybe cody a little bit less i think they see cody as a little bit less trustworthy than tyler and less sneaky than tyler but still like they trust him so overall i kept it at a seven uh, I just like dropping Cody down to a six. Like basically I'm like, I want to, like, I almost want to give him a six, but I'm like, I'm not going to be fooled again. Like he, he's, he, I feel like Cody's going to do well. He's got a, a golden path set up in front of him. Like we all know how this is going to end. So like <laughs> in, until look, until the story changes, I'm not gonna, but I'm not going to buy the bullshit anymore. I'm like, I'm already preparing myself for a, like, I'm, I'm preparing myself for Franzel to be in the final two. Like I really am. Like uh, Franzel, really? Well, that's all, guys. Yeah. Spoilers for Franzel. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I really am. I, I think that uh, I, I, I just don't even know what it would take at this point to get her out of the house. Uh, but, but we're anyway, we're on Cody, and uh, it's a seven. 
All right, yeah. Melissa. Um, I think I would give Cody a seven as well. I gave him an eight last week. And so I do think he's in a worse opposition just because there are people who are targeting him. Whereas last week, it didn't seem like anybody was interested in targeting him, or at least they didn't see, they thought that he would want to want to work with them and wouldn't want to, you know, go against him. But it does seem like now he has more people targeting him. However, it's only a couple people. And also he has so many other people on his side, like Brent said, people who would compete in the safety suite and save him. Um, And also the fact is, is that there are a lot of people that if Cody ends up on the block next to them by the end of the week, I think Cody would stay for a lot of them. And so I think there's only some specific circumstances where Cody would go home at the end of the week if he's on the block. And so I do think that I don't see him going home next week. I mean, who knows what's going to happen, but at this point, I don't see him going home. I would be stunned if that actually happened, Mm -hmm. if Cody actually went home in week three of All-Stars. I just don't see it. We we got a whole new game, but like... Yeah, totally. It'd be really exciting, but I don't think it's happening. And so that's why I do think he's he's in a worse opposition just because he does have people targeting him, but... While we're on it, not that bad. Since we've already discussed Bailey, what would Bailey do if she won HOH, Taryn? That's what I'm saying. That's like she wouldn't. I think she would need to take a shot uh, because who else is she going to go after? Like Ian? I don't know uh, if she would. I honestly don't think that she would take a shot. Like I I mean, I think she'd take a shot, but I don't think she would take like the big shot. Like I don't think she'd go against Cody. I just don't. I think she might try and like pick off someone from that side of the house, maybe. But I don't know if she put up Franzel. She doesn't have much of a relationship with her. I could see a situation yeah, where Cody? she's like, I'm not working with Nicole. So it's, it's, it's a weird shot to take though. Like uh, if you're going to yeah. put up Franzel, you might as well take a shot at Cody. Yeah. But I don't but know. The, but she, she could actually... just say like, Nicole is my target. Like I'm going to put up somebody else. like and not piss off Cody. Oh, but Maybe. Cody's going to be pissed off. Well, yeah. But at that point she thinks he's might not be yeah. like, right. Cause like, well, this is, and this is this is the problem. I this is why I think she's not going to try very hard. Yeah. The chat is saying Memphis and Ian. I don't think she goes for Memphis because that pisses off Janelle and Kaser just as much as anything else. Yeah, um, and I don't think she goes for Ian because I feel like she recognizes that Ian isn't like. I also, don't know. let's let's not forget she has a gentleman's agreement with memphis um and that, uh, but and, and even and even beyond that like she talks she talks well of memphis like she's she speaks highly of memphis not highly but like she feels comfortable with memphis because he was one she was one of the only people he said he was not going to put on the block prior to the nominations um okay. and day day is recognized that she's like uh bay got a got a like a confirmation that she was good i didn't get one of those um like why why didn't i get one of those um so uh yeah i don't know i don't know it could be danny i guess i don't know i like i said i think she would need to take the shot um it definitely wouldn't be christmas i'm worried that she could be talked into janelle and caser i i really am like if please no please no oh my god like i like i think it could be like um 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 fessy where like he wins and then we're happy and then like and then we're devastated and then we're devastated yeah because like he's an idiot and puts up scotty or something like i feel like that they could win and then like Cody's up in her ear. Tyler's in her ear. Uh, Franzel's in her ear. They're all saying the same thing. You know, you got, well, you got to put up Janelle and Kaser here. Like you got. I don't to. know. God, that would be that would be so sad. I will listen. You know, listen, Bailey's stock would like plummet. Everyone would be so pissed. Bailey has an excellent life outside the house. Okay, she really does. I hope. He, I'm hoping she just says, "Screw all you. I'm gonna do what I want." And I'm mm-hmm. hoping 
hoping she does, but that, she's got to win it first. So we'll see. Yeah. If she's really playing for day, like uh, like Swaggy says, then uh, just you know, take the shot Gun at Cody and go down, then right? Gun yeah. for it. Uh, that's, that's the only thing that can save day's game at this point, I think. Um, so the audience, in a very close vote, gave Cody a seven. There you go. All right. So seven for Cody. Let's talk about Danny. Let's talk about Danny. Um, Danny, uh, let's start with Brent. How do you feel about Danny? I mean, I like, here's the thing. I, I feel relatively good about Danny. I, I really do. I know that uh, she's made a few people distrustful of her, Tyler in particular, but like Tyler isn't uh, inclined to go against her anytime soon. So overall, I feel like she's played a pretty good game. I gave her a seven last week, but I am going to slightly knock her down to a six. I do think that there are a couple of different ways that she could end up on the block. Ironically, I don't think that Janelle is one of those ways. I don't think that Janelle ever goes after uh, Danny. I think that Jane, uh, Janie even said something on the feeds at one point about uh, uh, how she's just made an agreement with, uh, right? That was the thing that we got outside this house. She made an agreement with Danny not to target her, even though yes. Danny, Danny doesn't have any gripes about targeting Janelle. Like it, it's a one way deal as far as uh, Danny is concerned. So, uh, I don't know, but for I do think there are a couple ways that she could go out, and she's played a little messier this week. Also, like even though the talk with Memphis, you know, it, it's not going to pay any immediate uh, dividends insofar as uh, causing anything bad to happen to her. I do feel like that her anger at Memphis when she was discussing possibly backdooring Janelle and Kaser before the veto happened like the anger was showing on her face. Like you could tell that she was irritated. Now, if Memphis, I don't know if Memphis picked up on that or not. I kind of feel like he did, but uh, she, she doesn't know how to hide her feelings that well. And she's not a good liar. Uh, we talked, or you, well, you talked about that on the, on the feed update today with Mel, but uh, overall, I just, I just, I don't trust her. So I did knock her down a peg to a six. Melissa. You're, 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 Sorry, I'm you're, muted. Yeah. Uh, I would have to, I think I have to give her a six as well. And I gave her an eight. I thought she was playing a really great game. I thought that she was making a bunch of allies and really kind of just blending in. Like besides actually like making allies, I thought that she, there wasn't anything really negative I could point out last week, but I do feel like this week she's being a little messy and she's telling people things that maybe she shouldn't be telling them or like, making people distrust her. And overall, she's not really helping herself at all. If anything, she's hurting herself. So I just feel like she's she's not playing that great. And I'm not very impressed. Um, and I I just, I, I don't know. I, there's not really that much more to say. I think that she just isn't playing as well as she was last week. And I, I have less faith in her moving forward. But, you know, we'll see. All right. Uh, I also gave her a six. Uh, it's, uh, six is across the board for me so far. Uh, this week has really leveled out the field a little bit more than uh, before, I think. And people are not playing nearly as well this week as they did last week, in my opinion. Um, it was a major screw up to make uh, try to make this alliance with Janelle. Yeah. Um, big mistake. It caused her to have to cover for that 
for days. Uh, it caused big ripples in her alliance. Um, another screw up choosing to not believe Tyler and the Tyler versus day situation and make it obvious that she didn't believe Tyler. Then go to Tyler and be like, now I trust you. Um, she's completely <laughs> lost Tyler's trust. She's also lost Cody's trust. Um, Cody doesn't trust her very much either. Um, but despite all of that, she does yeah. remain in a good position. Um, nobody's See, coming. Yeah. Nobody's coming for her anytime soon. And uh, and even if Janelle or Kaser win, Janelle has this deal that they in the pregame. Right. So uh, so she's good. She's covered on all sides. And because Bailey and Devon screwed up so bad, they are now below her in the pecking order. So she's not even at the bottom of that. So she has a long time to recover from any of these uh, any of the mistakes that were made. The only problem is she made these mistakes, which tells me she's probably going to make more in the future. Um, so, yeah, six from me. That, that's where I'm coming from, too. Like, as far as like her actual play this week, I feel like it's more indicative of like a five or a four. Yeah. But I've always talked about this when I give out my ratings. Like if I'm if I'm not sure of what to do with someone, I'm looking at their play and I'm looking at their position. I'm always going to side with the position in the house. Like, what is their position? Because position is king. You can overcome a lot in the Big Brother house through you know, with bad strategy and you know, bad moves that you make if you're positioned well. But you know, bad positioning just usually leaves you out the door. Yeah. And she, she played so well last week that making the mistakes this week did not knock her down as far as she would have gone down if she had not been so well insulated. Um, the audience agrees with us. They gave her a six as well. So it's going to be straight sixes on the board for Danny. Yikes. That's a fall. Is that a fall? Oh yeah. Yeah. She she was was an eight. eight. Ooh. Yep. There it is. Sorry to oh, whoever I bought hope. Danny stock. I almost I bought Danny. Almost. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So that let's talk about David. Let's talk about David. Um, David, I am going to give David a two. <gasps> Me too. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Go ahead. He's been campaigning terribly telling Janelle that he's gunning for Memphis and that she's in the crosshairs, but he'll maybe give her a week. Uh, terrible move to tell Day about the boys thing. It was just terribly delivered. Uh, he continues to not win competitions. Uh, he continues to not be well respected in the house and as a, as a game player. Um, really, the only positive that he has for uh, going for him is that he's got Tyler in his corner. And let me tell you, uh, I have no idea what's going on here, but I was reading some updates as we talked and he was like questioning if he actually had Tyler to people who which is definitely going to get back to Tyler and that's not going to be good news for him. Um, so uh, and 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 I will also give him this that Memphis came for him pretty hard and I do think that he responded well um that he played it up for sympathy and he did not rise to it uh, a lot of players in this situation would be would, wouldn't be able to help themselves and they would fight with uh with memphis and they would make it obvious that they're against memphis um david is able to keep his cool and i do think that that is valuable in the game so like it's you know it's, he's not going home probably uh and he's not like just completely dead in the water but uh it's gonna be it's it's hard to see david winning this game it really is. I have to say, I don't think I have ever seen someone in the Big Brother house, and maybe I'm being unfair, but you know, I have a, I have a short memory. Uh, someone who is is as bad with his emotional intelligence as David is. He has able to 
talk with people, how to respond to people, how to empathize with people. Maybe he does on the inside, but on the outside, it's completely and utterly absent. There is no one in the house who is worse at trying to uh, empathize with people than David. Really, I don't, I mean, Kaser can be a little aloof at times, but he can have a real conversation with people. I just don't, like David just so, he so stop and start sometimes with his, uh, his uh, EI or emotional intelligence, we call it. Like, and he, I think he even read a book on it. Yeah, the, the book, the chat is reminding me, he read the book that Nicole Franzel also read apparently. But uh, like, he doesn't show it. And it's really frustrating. Like, honestly, I really like the chat's mad because I didn't give him the paddle. But like overall, like strategy wise and like game wise, he totally deserves the paddle. I don't know of a player I've seen who's as bad as David, but his position is okay. Like he's going to survive this week. And once he does, then, you know, who besides Memphis is really irritated with him right now? He's got another like 70 days to turn it around. Right. So. I don't have a lot of faith that he will, but it's not quite a one. Yeah, um, I yeah, and I I agree. It's a two for me, and the same as you guys said. Like it's like he just made one bad move after another this week. It's just like I, he went from a spot where it was like he's for sure staying. Nicole is definitely leaving. Like no need to really even do anything because you're going to stay. To like turning it around and making it so that he was probably going to go home at one point and now now it seems like he's not going to go home anymore but it's like through through nothing that he did yeah like it's like why are you doing that like stop you're making this worse for yourself and it's just it, it really is just like one stupid move after another it's not even like okay but i get what he was doing with that like i understand it no like none of it makes any sense he's pissing people off he's like you know, I mean, the Janelle thing, the day thing, it's like everything is not good for him. And so I'm very, I'm not thrilled with the Karen, way he's playing right now. Melissa, how could David walk away from that conversation with Davon <laughs> oh my God. and just let it be? How do you do that in this yeah. game? Let me tell I'd be you like, what? okay, wait, this is like really bad. Especially after like, you can tell that day, that is not the answer Day was expecting to hear when Day is like, okay, wait, sorry, I forgot what I was going to ask. Like, and the whole conversation stops after you basically say like, yep, I'm in an, I'm in a guy's alliance. And like, the conversation he had to make up with her today uh, to apologize, it was about like 30 seconds to a minute of him just being like, uh, look, you know, I, I got things that I've got to do and I can't tell you everything, and but I've got your back. And she's just literally just sitting there like, okay, okay, okay. And he's like, Great. Okay. So Bye. glad we solved that. Hug, yeah. leave, done. Doesn't he um, understand that if you tell someone like I'm not going to tell you everything when supposedly they're your like number one ally, like that's not gonna convince them of anything. That's not gonna make them feel comfortable with you. That's gonna make them distrust you because they're gonna know that you're withholding information from them. Like that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's it's just it's funny to me that he was known for his reads in, uh, in <laughs> this last season. And look, I I also I look I I was I, I was the person that was saying uh, this is more edit than uh, what I'm seeing on the feeds. But uh, I mean, I like the guy. He seems nice. He, he's a nice guy. Yeah, uh, he's sweet. Hey. I would love to be friends with him outside the house, but within the house, he's a terrible player. He really is a terrible player. Uh, he just has no way of connecting with people. Even somebody who's inclined to work with him, like Davon, who says, hey, I, I, who told Nicole Anthony flat out, I'm not going to vote against David this week, that even that relationship is tenuous because of his misplay. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the audience, not quite as hard on him as we are. Uh, they gave him a three. Uh, so he is going to remain, though, there at a two overall. Let's talk about Davon. Let's talk about Davon. Mr. Friend, do you want to start? Yeah, y'all ain't gonna be happy with me, but I gave like I gave David a two and I gave Davon a three. I, I I really, really did not like her play this week. I think that she's really messy. I don't think she can help herself. I think that this is a lot of the same thing that I saw on 17 and 18, where she just gets a little bored and like she figures out the puzzle, but then she doesn't know what to do with the answer to the puzzle. Uh, she's got like she and she's bringing down Bailey with her. That's the worst part. She's bringing down Bailey, who I am also rooting for. Uh, I gave her a five last week because I still was uh, not fully trusting that she was going to be able to keep her mouth shut. And boy, was I proven correct on that because she has made mistakes all over the place. The thing about starting uh, a lie and putting it out there to see that if you can trust someone, like the ramifications of some move like that are just profound. And the fact that she can't see that is baffling to me but i'm sure in her eyes she thinks that she did something amazing like oh i found the culprit i found i solved the puzzle whatever the hell like is just shabby shabby play from davon yeah uh, i mean yeah. The, the what they said at the end of last night to each other was uh and i think i think it was bay that's uh, in my, in my, i think it was day that said this like at least now we know um whoopee like <laughs> That doesn't do much for you. Uh, I gave her a four. Um, I was I was too high on her last week. I gave her seven last week. I had so much faith in in Day coming into the season. Even last week, I was like, "Yes, let's go, Day." It's in a great spot. <laughs> right. uh, this is what I wanted to see. Um, and I was I was very disappointed with what I saw this week. All over the place, coming up with unnecessary lies, exposing how little she trusts the people she's working with. She lost the loyalty of everyone in the power structure and has not done well to integrate herself with the outsiders either. She's not in good with uh, with Janelle or Kaser. She does have a relationship with Kevin, but. We'll, we'll see how much that's valued. Um, and uh, she does have a relationship with David, but that's been a little bit strained. Um, and so, and, but that's it. Like, that's all. Like, she has those two people in Bay. She has nobody else in the game right now. Um, and there are a lot of people in power that she is not connected to and that do not trust her in really any way. Uh, now, she again, she has time to make this up. She has time to change this around probably um but uh but for right now this is uh this is bad news for her current positioning in the game melissa what do you think yeah no i agree and i would give her i'd give her a four um i gave her a six last week um and i do think that her gameplay has suffered this week i think that she um i'm i like it's it's kind of interesting because it's like i do like the idea of like okay expose her like expose a lie from somebody but like don't do that multiple times and don't like get caught doing it and all that sort of stuff. It just ends up getting really complicated and people don't end up trusting you. Um, so I think that that was kind of not great, obviously. And then also like when people approach you with an alliance or wanting to work with you, like she just is just so hesitant about it. And like Bailey had to basically tell Janelle and Kaser, like, this is her thing. She, you know, this is the way day operates. She has to go do some research. And like even day during the conversation was like, I don't know, like, you know, but what about X, Y, Z? Or like, what about last week? Da, da, da. And it's like, when someone approaches you with something, just say yes. Just be like, yeah, absolutely. I'm interested in working with you. Like, whatever. Like, you don't have to like fully, like, you know, 
like cut your hand and like touch the, their palm with your blood or whatever. Like just like literally all you need to do is just say like, yeah, that interests me or at least like seem interested. But if you seem hesitant, like people are going to be suspicious of that. And I feel like day is like thinking to herself, like you, you should want to work with me. You should feel lucky to get to work with me. And so I'm going to like pick and choose my options when really like that might not be the case at this point. So um, yeah, I don't think she played that well this week, but I do, I do feel like, I do feel like her and Bailey can turn it around. I really like seeing them work together and I really hope they team up with Janelle and Kaser, please. Mm-hmm. All right. So the audience gave Devon a five out of 10. They were a little bit higher on Devon Y'all than the rest of us. You love Devon, <laughs> so you gave her a five. I see what's happening. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Enzo. Let's talk about Enzo. Last week, I gave Enzo an eight. And I have to say, I have no reason to go lower than that this week. Um, I feel good about my eight uh, with Enzo. I feel like he's one of the few people that was not touched at all by any of the drama or paranoia. He's continually the one person that everyone's like, well, even if we go after this group, Enzo's cool. Um, let's not target Enzo. Um, let's uh, even with Daily, even with Devon and Bailey. It's going to um, happen. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, I think like, Daily is a good. Uh... Why, why is that not the, the alliance name daily? Like it's perfect. Yeah. Uh, even daily, um, are like, they feel like they can work with Enzo. Um, if, if like Cody's gone, like if, if like whatever, what, ha- whatever happens, like Enzo is still a very valued piece on the board. Enzo, probably one of the safest people heading into next week. I don't think anybody would put him on the block or target him. Um, maybe Janelle or Kaser might use him as a pawn. It's possible. But uh, I have to imagine that they'd they'd go with somebody else instead uh, just because it's not really worth uh, agitating him and they don't see him as connected to the rest of them. So um, he's deeply embedded in the power structure as well. I think he's Cody's number one. Uh, he is included in all, pretty much every alliance except for the Memphis one, but he's like an honorary member of that one. Um, not seen as a big threat, despite the fact that he is one of few people that has won a competition this season so far. Uh, so I actually really like Enzo's position. My one fault is still always going to be, can he win a jury vote? He doesn't make those personal one-on-one connections, but his ability to win competitions and the fact that he's probably going to be here for a while Gives him a lot of leverage and a lot of opportunity. So uh, once again, it's going to be an eight from me, Melissa. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I haven't seen anything that makes me think that he's played any worse this week or put himself in a worse opposition. If anything, like it does seem like he's in about the same place as he was. He seems, like you said, untouched. The only thing that makes me not want to increase his score is just because I haven't seen him do anything to like merit an increase. It just seems like he's kind of just doing exactly what he does, which is just kind of like be personable and friendly and funny and stay below the radar and make people want to work with him. And like, that's kind of his thing, but um, I haven't seen him like make any really inroads with anyone else that he wasn't already making inroads with. And I haven't really seen like any sort of like, it, it doesn't seem to me like he's a, a number a number one person for anyone. Like it, I know that him and Cody have something going on, but I feel like Cody's got his hands in a lot of different cookie jars. So it doesn't necessarily feel like Enzo's the, the number one, like those two to the end. 
maybe that's the case, but I, I don't really know for sure. So um, I'm going to keep Enzo at a seven. All right. Brent. Yes. Uh, so I was low on Enzo last week. I gave him a six, but I did increase my score. In fact, I am going to give him an eight this week. I think that Enzo is literally the safest person in the house. I really don't think that he would go up even as a pawn. Maybe there's a universe where that could happen where like, you know, the safety saves two people. Somebody else wins the veto, saves someone else on the block. And maybe he has to go up in that instance. But even then, I don't think he's going to be sent home. Uh, I do think that he does a good job. I, I I think that he did a, I don't know. I don't, I think he did a good job connecting with people in big brother 12. I just think that the problem was that other people did more like uh, Hayden did more Hayden connected with people, but he also uh, won competitions lane connected with people, but he also won competitions. Like uh, nobody really looked at Enzo as somebody who was a mover and shaker of the game. Whereas I do feel like this time people, even more like Enzo. He's, he's more well-liked by everybody in the house than uh, even people like Tyler, I feel like. No one's looking at Enzo as someone who's shady. And he really yeah. has a way of just uh, connecting with people. And uh, think, he's fun to imitate, too, with Aaron on the live feed. Sorry, I, I think, <laughs> I think uh, like, you know, Big Brother 12 was a cast of characters. I mean, you had Brittany, Andrew, Monet, uh, Annie, um, Rachel, Rachel Reagan, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, uh, even Matt, like they were Andrew. Bu- oh I, I said Andrew. Yeah. Uh, oh, they were a bunch of big characters, a lot of entertainment in that house. Um, and Enzo was just kind of one of them. This is a house of gamers. This is a house of chill people who are not huge personalities for the most part. And Enzo stands out a lot more in that way where like Enzo is such a relief uh for these people that like i and i feel it too when i watch ends when i watch the feeds and there's yeah. a conversation happening it's just a generic conversation nothing interesting has happened and then enzo walks in i'm like okay here we go this is gonna be more fun um and i have to imagine that's part of what they're feeling as well like he provides that entertainment factor uh as this big character as one of the few big characters in that house that i think uh it it, it, it there's there's a difference there in terms of how he fits in yeah it, do you think that there's a possibility that he could get to the end of the game and, and end up like in the same spot where people are like, I don't want to take you to the end because you're so well liked and you would totally get all the votes. Like I, I feel yeah. like Hayden evicted him in part because like he didn't think that Enzo did as much. So he wanted to bring Wayne to the end, but like, I, I do feel like he might still end up in the same spot for like almost a different reason. It totally possible. But um, I think the thing that could help him is that he the like the people that he is surrounded with um, all are probably looking more dangerous than him. Um, and uh, but that also means that I think, again, he'll have trouble winning uh, in the end. Uh, and especially with an all star uh, cast and with a cast that appreciates gameplay, um, they might like him more, but they might not respect his game as much. But that's so it's again so far off that I don't okay. want to deduct too many points um, in terms of like. Like if if I thought Enzo was like a serious jury threat, I'd give him a nine right now. I think his positioning and the like where he is right now in the structure of the house and how he's so playing. good again. And one of the only people this week with all the chaos to keep his cool and to not make any mistakes like that's super valuable in a house where everyone is screwing up and running yeah. around with their heads cut off. I want to talk about that really quickly because uh, that's the thing that made me increase my score. Melissa, when you said that, you know, he that he hasn't really done anything to warrant 
you know, being moved up from, from my point of view. And I take your point on that, but from my point of view, the fact that he somehow kept his nose clean through all the shit that happened over the past, you know, seven days is pretty amazing to me. So that's what, that's why I, I, I was really impressed. And, uh, I, 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 I agree, Taryn. Uh, Enzo is somebody who I'm not inclined to like, like he's not typically the person that I gravitate to, but I, when he does come on the feeds, like I don't respond to Enzo this, the way I respond when like Tyler comes on or Cody comes on or Danny comes on. Like when Enzo's on there, I like, I find myself rooting for him and mm-hmm. uh, I enjoy that very much. Yes. Uh, the audience also went up a little bit on Enzo, not quite as high as Brent, but uh, they gave Enzo a seven and it was a seven right on the dot. 7.00 um so uh this doesn't happen very often um so uh let's move on to ian let's talk about ian and we'll give the audience score for this one first uh the audience feels like ian last week was a five and mm-hmm. this week is a six and i think, i agree with the audience i oh, think sorry. this is a fair i think this is a fair read i think that um, I think his position is better this week than it was last week. Um, however, I also don't feel great about his long-term strategy. And we talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, I think that like one Memphis can't win HOH and target him next week. That's a positive uh, right. Two, um, his position has improved because of all the chaos and the fact that day and Bay have lost their spots in this group. That's great for Ian. Um, negatives though. He seems to be willing to like settle for being a parachute ally. Um, he literally said as much to Nicole Franzel. He was like, uh, you know, he had, last night he said, don't brigade me. Today, he said, well, the thing about the brigade is that Lane did take Brittany as far as he could. So I guess I'm OK with it. And she was like, no, it's not even like that. And he was like, it's fine. Um, and hmm, I missed that. Wow. He really said that. Yeah. <laughs> That's bad. Uh, so because yeah. again i think that he just he just feels like okay well the brigade did bring all like all of their people almost uh to the jury um at least like had the halfway mark and if i'm if i'm the britney then i get to the final four like i can win out from there um and that's what i'm worried about uh so because because oh, again the physical competitions so I gave yeah. him a five uh improved from last week for sure um but uh but not like not crazy high. i'm gonna draw my yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna draw my score down to a five sorry guys uh <laughs> i really really i don't like that at all I, I was not aware that he said that i because i because i was about to fight with you and say that uh like i know that he said that to friends last night that he you know hey make sure that you don't brigade me I, i'm like okay he's wise to it he knows what he's doing here he knows what's happening like i like even though like he said that to her that's his way of letting her know that he's up that he knows what's going on but if he actually said that he's okay with that, uh, I don't feel good about that at all. And I definitely miss that. So, uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I think a, he's he's way too willing to trust Nicole. And I get that, like, she's an ally of yours. But, like, if I'm Ian and I know that Nicole is making other alliances and not telling me about them and not including me, like, I would not feel good about it. And I wouldn't put all my eggs in the Nicole basket. And it does seem like he is putting all his eggs in the Nicole basket. So, um, yeah, I I do feel better about him this week because I do feel like last week it was like his name was on everybody's lips and now it's not really. So I I am going to give him a five, but no more than that right now. All right. There you go. Ian going to land there at a five overall. 
Let's talk about Janelle. Let's talk about Janelle. Melissa, let's start with you. This one's a hard one. I love Janelle so much. And I do think that she's doing what she can, but I just feel like nobody cares. They all, I mean, they care too much. They just want to get her out. And that's like, everyone's got their blinders on facing towards Janelle and they just want her in case they're out. And she's the number one target. And it's, it's not great. I, I don't know if it's looking so great. I feel like anytime she tries to get allies, they just go and rat her out to everybody else. And it's scary. I'm, I'm worried about her. It does seem like there are some people who are like, it's not worth it to go after Janelle in case they're next week. Like there's bigger fish to fry, but like, who knows if that's actually true. Let's, uh, while you're on that, let's, let's count the people who would not probably go after Janelle and case. So Bailey, probably Davon. I don't think Ian, Ian, what Ian, I don't, Ian, I don't think Ian, Ian is saying Ian, that he, Ian, Ian is saying that he's going <laughs> to nominate Janelle and case with like just now today he's been saying he's targeting I missed, them i missed a couple to things who? Saying, obviously. So. to franzel i think uh, wow we can't even Ian's a dummy him. i'm changing my ian rating he gets a zero <laughs> ian was ian is like very disappointed i mean and like maybe ian's like uh just really playing all this up but like i don't know it's hard to just because i like ian i want him to be playing it up um but like uh ian's been like uh like oh i can't janie 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 like why are you doing all of this like i thought you were i thought we were like friends like i don't know why because like they've played it up like um like janelle and caser had this like ploy to trick ian into betraying nicole um and the story is going around that um it's coming from nicole anthony that um janelle went to nicole anthony and said oh oh we've got this like story with it we got this thing we're telling ian that we're going to use to convince him to turn against nicole and nicole franzel um oh man it's so funny oh i gotta let i gotta let caser tell it he's he's better at telling it's it's funnier when caser says it um and so nicole anthony is running that around and Ian heard about it and everybody's like, how, how dare they do that to poor Ian that they're like oh. Oh, laughing about trying to trick him into betraying his friend. Um, and, and Ian isn't very happy about it either. It's like, and it's not even that it's like, they're just wrong. Like they're not, it's not a ploy. They're not trying to trick him. Like it's, it's legit. <laughs> what they're saying is true. Nicole is not looking out for Ian's best interest. She's using Ian as a parachute. If anybody's using anybody, it's Nicole using Ian, number one. So that way, like, she's connected to another winner. And so it's like, okay, well, it's a winner's thing, not just like a, I'm a winner and I'm Nicole and I'm doing X, Y, Z. It's like it puts her, it puts Ian, if they ever end up on the block together, it's like, okay, well, you can't use the winner's thing against me. Uh, and and it, she's not looking out for his best interest. It's it's frustrating to see like, and it reminds me of Nicole A where it's like, she's also now being tricked into thinking that Janelle and Casey are doing some nefarious thing when they're not. Yeah. It's very hard to see, uh, but you so, know, uh, go ahead. I was going to say a uh, dream factory 86 in the chat says that Ian never has any idea of what's going on. And that's probably, that's probably pretty accurate. Like, <laughs> So I will say I will say the thing about Ian in terms of what he would do as HOH, um, he has also indicated that he has a, a plan that he wants to pull in Kaser once Janelle leaves. Yeah, that his idea yeah, is that if yeah. Janelle and Kaser go up on the block, Janelle will probably go home and then he can pull in Kaser. Um, so if he did win HOH, um, again, he's saying he's targeting Janelle. He might put 
I don't know, maybe like Memphis on the block next to her in the attempt to get Janelle out and maybe save Kaser. Or he might just put up Kaser and be like, sorry, bro, uh, Janelle's coming after me or whatever. But um, I feel like might also not want to win the HOH um, so that right. he doesn't have to do it. Like, yeah, I, feel I don't like think if he's he going to put up Janie. Yeah. If he wants to work with Kaser, then putting up Kaser's ally or Kaser himself is not going to make Kaser want to come to his side. I think the the way that that would work out is if somebody else puts them on and then Janelle happens to go home and then Ian can step in and be like, look, like that sucks. Like here, come to me. Otherwise it's like, okay, well, yeah, sure. I'm not going to work with you. You literally just kicked out my ally. Like, what do you think? Yeah. If if Ian, I think looks around him and sees, you know, Cody, uh, Franzel, Danny, like those Tyler, like any of those people still in the competition um, and like none of the not like Janelle and Case or whoever not in the competition. I have a I think Ian will probably just be like, yeah, go ahead and do that for me. Um, so, yeah, I agree. All right. Yeah. So, Sorry. Yes. so Janelle, yeah. people that won't wouldn't put her up, I think herself, Kaser and Bay. probably Bailey and maybe Davon, maybe Davon. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Great. I gave Janie a three, just FYI. Like uh, Me too. I don't, I don't think she's playing very well. I don't, but in in fairness to her, I think a lot of people are not letting her play well. Right, like they're not letting her. They're not even trying. giving her a chance. Like her position's terrible, Melissa. It really is. Like uh, there's no one who's working. Her position's bad, but I, but but that's like it's not her fault. They're literally not even opening the door. They're just slamming it in her face, and it makes me so angry that like I like like how how dumb. Do you guys have to be to literally week one and week two go against and not only go against, but like completely bash and trash talk like America's like number one female big brother player. Like it is in it boggles the mind truly because I if I was in that house, there's absolutely no way that I would go against Janelle in terms of like in the first couple weeks. And also bashing her and talking so much crap about her behind her back. Like there is absolutely zero way that happens because I know what's waiting for me on the outside. If I do that, like, I don't understand what the, what the logic is behind this. Like you, you obviously, you don't want to pull Paul and defer to everything that she says and just like, yes, yes, master. Yes, master. And just like help her, like carry her on a, like, like a bed of roses to the end. You don't want to do that, obviously, but you work with them at first. Like, don't you want any, like, especially these people who are going in being like, I'm going to change the reputation. I'm changing my stripes. Like Nicole or whoever, like I want, I want to earn it. And then they're sitting there and going against the fan favorite. Like, you know what you're doing, Like you are going to get trashed on Twitter. Like, do you see what this is going on? I, these, these people are crazy to me. They're crazy to me. I think I a lot of it. these people are are uh, overestimating their own popularity. If I'm being honest, if you, insofar as what you're talking about, Melissa, I think a lot of these people were fan favorites in their own right on their own season, but they had no clue uh, the legend of uh, Kaser and Janelle. And do they also have literally no idea how Kaser and Janelle play? Like yeah, it's that's the thing they've not seen thing. a single the season before. They're like, these guys are so deceptive. They're going behind our backs. They're doing X, Y, Z. It's like, no, like, they're like the most loyal people ever. If you can just get in with them, they will stick with you. They will like protect you. They will be, they will be your ally. They'll be your advocate. Like, what are you doing? Like, how yeah. are you thinking you're prescribing these things to them that they have literally never done in a single season. And to collectively they've played five seasons together. Like it's, it's in a, in a house with Memphis, Kevin, Tyler, Cody, 
Franzel, uh, like all of these people who played super shady games their first time, mm-hmm. even Enzo, like uh, like uh, Danny to some degree, like people who were sketchy when they played before uh, versus Janelle and Kaser, who are like the like most shining example of an alliance that's just an alliance and every season they're in turns into like a team versus team thing because they're just on a team mm-hmm. uh like the idea that they are behind all of these rumors and like shady business uh and innocent cody and franzel and tyler and uh you know all of these they're people. all buying it i can't wait actually I, I, that's not even true that's not fair because like I'm, I'm i was gonna say i can't wait for people like dave on to get out of the house and see what the truth is i can't wait for nicole anthony to get out of the house and see what the truth is but the god's honest truth is i'm rooting for all these people and they're just screwing up their chance mm-hmm. they're letting all these people who like literally none of us can stand for the most part mm-hmm. walk to the end at this point that's what's happening yeah so janelle uh, uh oh sorry melissa you haven't given your rating yet uh, I guess I'll give her a four. A four from Melissa. Because um, I don't think she's playing poorly. I just think she's not given a chance. And I think that, like, I do see a way for her moving forward. Like, if she can convince Bay and Day to, like, stick with them. Like, I can see a situation where they don't do terribly. There are some situations where people decide not to target them this this upcoming week. I mean, like, I could see a situation where people are like, look, let's keep some other larger targets in the house. Mm -hmm. Like let's not just like get them out right away because then who's, who's the big target me. Like I think that there's a situation where even if they do not win HOH this week, I could see them being okay. I I really don't think so. Yeah. I I think she's the most likely boot next week by a mile. Um, And I also would push back that she's not playing poorly. I do think she is playing poorly. Um, A few few areas. Yeah. yeah, I mean, she, she drew uh, not the greatest hand uh, the first week for sure. But she wasn't Cody's target. Um, it was Kaser, and that was bad for her. That put her in a weird spot, but she played very badly from that spot from that point. Um, and, you know, I mean, for as much as we give crap to Nicole Anthony and Kevin for, like, completely reading this situation wrong, Janelle is also reading Nicole Anthony wrong. And Nicole Anthony is not trying hard to pretend mm-hmm. she's with Janelle. But Janelle, like Janelle is giving everything to Nicole. Nicole is giving nothing back. Janelle asked Nicole, like, who told you you don't have the votes? And Nicole was like, I don't want to say. She's like, what do you mean that you don't want to say? Why? Like, why not? I'm telling you everything. Like, why not say? She's like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter anymore. I just want to tell you. Uh, and she's like, she's not seeing it. And like the body mm-hmm. language is like, like you, you can tell in a conversation between Janelle and Nicole and Nicole is like huddled up. Like she's like, she hates it. Um, and Janelle just doesn't see it at all. Um, and that's, that's some really bad reads yeah. right there. And there was the thing with, uh, with continually vetoing Ian's involvement over Christmas and mm-hmm. Christmas is the trustworthy person. And everything she says is leaking around the house via Nicole, via Christmas, via all these people that are just playing her. And she doesn't even realize that all of her stuff is, is all over the place. Every time she says something like she, she like she's she's got like five leaks and she's uh, playing not even great with the leaks. It, she needs to plug the leaks and then start playing a little better. And then maybe she's got a shot um, having some power would definitely help. But 
I got to say, even if Janelle wins HOH next week, I don't know if I have enough faith in her that I don't think she'd just go right out the door the next week um, right now based on how she's been playing so far. Melissa, you know that uh, that thing on Twitter where people go, you know, like Melissa breathed and then the house like went crazy. Like that's literally what it's like with Janelle. Like Janelle, Janelle breathes and like immediately it's all over the freaking house that she breathed. It's just crazy. It's crazy to me. Like they're so obsessed with her. It's like that other one. I was like, why are you so obsessed with me? Like you're literally, they're literally obsessed with her. Yeah. Yes. So the audience gave Janelle a five. They felt even better than Melissa about Janelle. Um, God bless you all. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) that means Janelle is going to land there at a four, I believe. Um, And so let's move on to Kaser. And everything I just said about Janelle, I think, applies to Kaser for the most part. Um, I think he has a couple more outs than she does. I think he's less likely to go home next week. And if if Janelle goes home, I think Kaser can breathe i think caser's got some space to do something but not a lot of space um and i also don't think it's a given that janelle goes home over caser just today memphis and cody were talking about how uh everyone's gonna want caser gone and uh, janelle gone next week but they both are planning on pushing hard to make sure it's caser because they would like for caser to leave and not janelle um and so i also gave caser a three um, yep. I feel like it's not great. I mean, I yeah. gave him a two uh, last week and I did increase it to a three mainly because I, I'm pretty convinced. He survived another week. Yeah. And I'm pretty convinced that, uh, that Janie would go home over Kaser. Like, I just feel like there's so much mm-hmm. angst in the house via, you know, via Janelle that no matter how hard Cody and Tyler or Cody and uh, Memphis push that uh, they want it to be Kaser. I, I really don't see it being that way. It'll be, um, I think it'll be Tyler. And via Tyler, you know, David um, and uh, Franzel and Ian. Um, and, uh, you know, then you start to look at like, what do Bailey and Dave on do? They probably side with Janelle. Um, so maybe David does side with Janelle. I don't know. I guess it's I guess it's a little bit up in the air, but you have, you have uh, Danny going after uh, Janelle. Um, so it could be a close vote um if uh if cody and, and memphis you know get their their hooks into things but christmas goes with tyler if i didn't say that already so um i i do think janelle is more likely to leave though yeah i'm gonna give caser a four as well unfortunately and let me just say like i love caser so much like watching him is so amazing and when he gives those like inspiring speeches like to his potential allies or his potential new alliance where he's like like I am here to play, like I'm here to go for it. I'm going to like swing for the fences. I'm going to get these people. Like I I get so inspired and I just love it so much. And it makes me so pumped up. And then just to see all these people just like immediately leave and like, just spill the beans on this whole thing. It just like, it rips my heart out. It makes me so sad and depressed. And I just, I want, I want this Janelle Kaser Devon and Bailey thing to be a real thing because can you imagine that as a final four like I, I just like can't even it would be so amazing and I would love it so much so I I feel sad to give Kaser a four because I I don't think I think that a lot of this and same with Janelle is like they're not even giving an, a chance they're not even being given a chance to play well or to play to their true potential um and they're just kind of like being shut out of everything which is unfortunate but. 
I mean, I, I will again push back a little bit that uh, like this is the game that Janelle and Kaser play every time. Like they have had three shots now um, and every time it plays out this way, I think uh, I think we can't blame the circumstances. I think that this is kind of just the game they play. But I think that but I think that's the reason I think that the reason is because uh, because watching them on their first season, they're not given the option to play it any other way. I think that people see them, number one, as a pair. Like, what are they going to do? Be like, oh, no, we're not working together. Like, no, like, no one will believe that. And then, you know, they, they're never given the chance to, like, work with people or become something else. They're always just, like, pushed into a corner and forced to, like, fight their way out of it and, like, play scrappy and play hard, like, right from the get-go. They're never given the opportunity to just sit and wait. I mean, do you I think there's any situation where they come in this season and they just, like, kind of sit back and chill and no one notices them like i mean come on it's janelle and caser i mean look i i i i was trying to give caser some leeway at the start of the season to say look he went out in his first season because of circumstances he came back into the second season with the reputation he was the rock star he never really had a chance to play his own game there but like this is the third time and I feel like at some point you have to say there's one common denominator here. Um, and there were other players who were obvious pairs. There are other players in this house with huge targets on their back and they did manage to incorporate themselves into the house. Um, and that has not happened with Janelle and Kaser. And I can't say that it's completely not in their it, hands. So, I, okay. I must be like not remembering this, but maybe I'm just totally blanking on it, but like who else has come into the house as such an, uh, such an obvious pair who's, played before together as a pair i mean well i will tell you that davon came into the house telling people that bailey was her number one yeah but um, i mean so like from a, a previous pair. season like i just feel like i just feel like janelle and case like they've played together as a pair their first season and their second season and so coming into this season ha- doing anything else but play as a pair like they're going to be seen together they're going to be seen as a pair they're not going to be able to like pass it off as like yeah we haven't talked in a long time so i'm not really gonna play with janelle or whatever like there's no way that's gonna be bought by anybody like i just feel like they're pushed into this position they're seen as a pair they're seen as a strong pair a strong duo a tight duo and then i think that they that that influences the way they have to play the chat is screaming uh, at, at me right now. Uh, Chilltown was uh, was definitely a big pair that came right. into a game. No, no, no. Uh, I meant in an no, no, no. Season. Sorry, um, I meant this season. Sure. Uh, I'm literally talking about this season. Obviously, Chilltown came in the first season. Duh. I'm saying this season right now. Do we have any other pairs in the house that is not that is a duo from a previous season playing together? Uh, no. Me- <laughs> okay like if tyler and Casey you are correct no. you, in your very specific example you are completely no, no, correct. No, i'm just I saying agree. like for this for this season like if tyler and casey were there together or whatever like obviously like they're going to be seen as a pair and people are going to be like we got to get them out and if but if they but if they were able to come in and be like we're just like part of the group and no one like picked them out then i'd be able to compare them and say like okay clearly janelle and case are are playing it wrong and Tyler and Casey are playing it right. But like, we don't have any way to compare it. But what we saw in, in week one, in the first night of feeds is that Cody did not plan on nominating Kaser and Janelle together. They weren't linked up that much. He was planning on nominating Keisha and Kaser. um, And it wasn't until Kaser saved Janelle that everybody started saying, okay, clearly they are working together just as much as they used to be. They had planned on trying to, 
separated a little because they haven't talked to each other in 15 years. Um, a lot of people assumed that Franzel and Cody would work together. They still do. Um, and like, that's a big target. Uh, like I, I, I just, I hear what you're saying and I, I agree. I think they drew a bad hand, but I, I don't think that we can just completely say, uh, like, Oh, it's not their fault at all. They, you know, they never had a chance. I, I don't think that's true. I mean, Brent, break I don't... the tie. Uh... I mean, I gave my scores. I think they both played uh, badly and uh, like some things cut against them. But I do think that there are some things that they could both do better than what they are doing right now. Janie does not pick up well on other people's body language. Mm, yeah. She seems oblivious to that. Kaser also, uh, even though I said I, I, I was using him as the example in my uh, comparison against David, like I said, even Kaser, who can be intense at times, you know, has the ability to empathize and connect with people. But sometimes he falls flat, even in that area. Like, uh, he's not somebody who people just normally gravitate to for some reason, even though I would. Yeah, uh, same. The people in the Big Brother house over his three seasons don't really care for him. So, like, Cody's, yeah. sorry, Cody is really not into him. He just really feels like he got a bad feel from the guy. But he's right to feel that way because Kaser wants to get rid of Cody and put him up on the block. Yes. And, and like somehow this is turned into like the chat saying that I'm delusional for not thinking that Kaser and Janelle are an obvious pair. That's not what I said. <laughs> sure, uh, you don't think they're a pair? <laughs> they're obviously a pair and they were the most obvious pair. That is not up for debate. Um, I just don't think that that automatically means that their game wasn't in their hands and that they never had a chance. Um, I, I just don't think that's true. And I think they could have played better. Uh, that's, that's, all, that's all I'm saying. I also think, I also think part of it has to do with the fact that like Janelle is Janelle and they didn't bring in a Derek they didn't bring in a Dan they didn't bring in a like a Rachel or a Brittany they didn't bring yeah. in like another big name Janelle is the big name that it's they literally got. Janelle with 15 supporting people right it literally <laughs> is like I mean if anything maybe Tyler maybe that would be the other like big name I think at this point but like everybody else like there aren't any other big names in there like there are, like Brent said, supporting characters that like you've got Enzo, like everyone's like, yes, Enzo's back. But it's like, was Enzo the star of that season? No, nope. like not at all. So I think that that's part of it is like you have a legend there. And so everyone else is like going to be try if we only brought Dan in, like I'm sure everyone would be targeting Dan. Like it's just there's no way there wasn't anyone that Janelle could be held up against. And I, I mean, the first I, name level. I agree. I, but like we did just see a survivor winners at war. Tony came in as a legend with an obvious pair and Sarah who just dominated a returning season. And Tony won, you know, like uh, it's not like it's an impossible situation. And I do think that, you know, we can still look at the game and say that there are things that people could have done better and still also acknowledge that they had a bad hand coming in. I do think that's true. They definitely had a bad hand coming in. Also, the fact that Janelle continues to hold to this, uh, I'm not going to nominate Danny because we had some outside agreement when she has to be able to tell that Danny is not being truthful to her. Danny is not on her side like that. How like, you know that Danny was lying to you when she came to you and offered that fake alliance just to cover her own ass. Like you saw through it immediately. Why do you feel any loyalty to Danny? Yeah. All right. Well, 
The audience gave Kaser a five. Um, so the audience likes what Kaser <laughs> is doing. Apparently, uh, I, there was somebody in the chat that was like, if, if the audience gives Kaser a five, I'm so going to laugh. And I'm like, there it is. So <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's talk about who's up next here. Kevin. Kevin. Yeah. Let's talk about Kevin. Yikes. <laughs> um, I mean, look. I'll, I'll start like I, I I gave him a four last week. I gave him a five this week. It's not a like it to me. It's like a 4.7, but like I'm going to like, you know, it's closer to five. So I'm going to give him the five. Like it's not a big increase to me, but he's not on the block. Number one, I don't see anyone coming for him as Tara noted earlier in the podcast. He's going to be there for a while. So given that, I feel like I have to increase his score a little bit. Like he's playing better. I know that he's irritating the living F out of me by continually trash talking Janelle, but at least he has reason to trash talk Janelle when Janelle called him a flat out liar and a schemer from his original season and tried to end his dream from the moment he stepped in the house. Like from Kevin's point of view, like Janelle was the bad guy who was trying to get rid of poor little Kevin. Like, look at Janelle. What a legend who's been asked back four times. There's been on the show four times. Somebody like Kevin Campbell barely made it onto the season and she was trying to get rid of him the first week. How dare she? Like, I, that's how he's looking at it. So like, I, uh, you know, I know people are coming for Kevin, but I don't come for Kevin as much as I come for Nicole Anthony. So uh, Kevin gets a five for me. Um, I, I was feeling a little bit worse on Kevin. I, I mean, he's not on the block last week. I gave him a four when he was on the block this week. He's not on the block. And I do think that Kevin will be here for a while. Um, I, I think unless he gets unlucky, which is very possible, um, the, the civil war within the bigger group, uh, whether it's a civil war or it's a, like a culling, you know, uh, like will happen eventually. Like they will start to pick each other off first before they deal with Kevin. Cause who does Kevin have and what kind of threat is Kevin? Um, I think that he's in that spot and there aren't many other people in the game that are in that spot that are just kind of like floating out there. Um, and so I think he'll be around for a while. I think he'll have a chance to improve his standing but i think he is still this kind of pawn situation um and he will need to do a lot to like really improve his standing in the game and and potentially win so uh for me it's a it's still a four on kevin um his reads have been terrible the gameplay that we've seen from him has been terrible um but i think he's going to be here for a while and he'll have a lot of chance to turn it around um and he's not on the block this week so it's got to be a little bit it can't go too far down from where he was before. Um, Melissa, what are your thoughts? Uh, I, I gave him a three last week and he was on the block. I want to give him lower because I do think he's playing much worse. Um, but I'm just going to stick with my three just because he's not on the block. And like you guys said, he's probably going to stick around for a while. The only thing is, I do not see him winning this game if he still plays the same way he's playing right now, which is like not playing. I don't like if anything, he's hurting himself. Like every time he opens up his mouth, like he's got the complete wrong read of the house. Like he's not trying to make inroads with any, anyone that he needs to be making inroads with. And like, I don't see a good situation for him if he just decides to like be a number to be used by the large Alliance and then just get like discarded as they go. And even if he doesn't get discarded, like even if, he miraculously makes it to the final two. Like he's not going to win. Like there's no possible way unless like the other person who's sitting up there on the block with him is or up, up there. And like in the final two with him is like, uh, 
Rangel? I don't know, like pisses everybody off and just insults everyone the whole time. Like that's literally the only way because he's not doing anything. He's not playing. Nobody's respecting his game. Nobody thinks of him as like an important player. Like I'm very disappointed in him because I really do. I do like him as a person and I do like him as I, I really was very excited to see him come in and play. And I really thought he was going to like go for it and go for it hard, but it just seems like he's not, he's not recognizing his bad position. Like he's not recognizing that like, okay, now that I'm on the outside, totally on the outside and nobody seems to want to work with me. Like I need to find a way to work with these outside people. Like why go, I get that you're upset with Janelle and I get that. And it makes sense. But like, what else are you going to do? Like go and work with these people who don't have anyone else. Like tell them like, look, everything else aside, I don't have anyone. and You guys are in a tough position. So like, Let's turn this around for us. Like, otherwise you're just going to be picked off. It's just bad. I feel like he's, uh, Taryn is correct in that he didn't play this way on Big Brother 11 either. Like he just kind of, you know, floated a little bit and didn't make any definite moves one way or the other. But didn't he have a better read? No, I, well, the game was very the game open. Was, yeah, it was very open. That's, he didn't need to make any why. reads. Yeah, yeah I think was, yeah, he's somehow convinced that like if he throws in his lot with Cody and Tyler, like he, he can be there when like the civil war breaks out between whatever big glob of people is together and no one will worry about him. And he may be able to get to the end. Obviously it's a different game than what was happening on big brother 11 in modern day big brother. And uh, I, I think that that's the wrong read. However, I saw people in the chat were like uh, com- complaining that I say position is important. Like I do think that Kevin could see the block but i do not think he would be evicted i think we're going to see him for a while he might be used as a pawn by somebody but like as far as anyone coming for kevin please show me the person on the board who would want to get rid of kevin campbell like that would make them make it their life's mission to get rid of kevin campbell it's like you said he's like it's like one of those you're in a waste of an hoh position where it's like nobody's gonna want to do it because it's like i mean the only way is if somebody who's in between alliances doesn't want to like show their cards and doesn't want to like pick a side. So they just like put up some middle people and get out Kevin because they use it as like a, we want to get out floaters type of thing. I mean, that's the only situation I could see, but other than that, it's like, there's no way I'd want to waste my HOH on that. I'd want to get out like a big target. Well, as always, Melissa, you are the voice of the audience. The audience agrees with Melissa on this one. They gave Kevin a three out of 10. Makes sense. There you go. As usual. <laughs> just kidding. I say I, as usual, even though I'm not like voting with the audience, like most well, of us. I mean, you're closest. Yeah. I think you're closest to the audience throughout this week. And I think that Christina has run the stats and you are uh, usually closest to the audience. You really, well, well. truly the voice <laughs> of the people. Um, all right. Let's talk about Memphis. Let's talk about Memphis. Um, okay. Memphis. I gave yes. him a five last week. Yes. He won HOH. He acted like a douche um like a little old meanie uh and i was like all right time to drop memphis and then things started to work out for him and i was like wait what what's going on why why is this working what hold on why is nobody talking about memphis anymore why is everyone focusing on each other? How is that? How is Memphis all of a sudden in a position where Kaser and Janelle remain the big targets? He's not getting any heat for not targeting them anymore. Nobody's coming after Memphis. And all of a sudden it's like, what happened? 
what happened is that his old school style of play, which is like just self-interested, not having to work for an alliance, he's forcing them to deal with the situation he left for them. And no, they're not happy about it, but also no, they can't do anything about it. Um, and there's something a little bit interesting there. Uh, now, I do think that we saw that his social game leaves a lot to be desired. Uh, I talked about it earlier this week that it's as though uh dan's programming of memphis at the end of big brother 10 to make him uh suck at jury management has just stayed there um and he now still has it because he wasn't this way he wasn't he was not this bad at the start of big brother 10 i remember um but he but he was this bad at the end of big brother 10 because dan was like oh yeah do this this is gonna be great it's gonna be great tv this is gonna be so good um and like i really feel like memphis idolizes dan and i think he wants to be dan and he's trying to do it but he does not have the danness in him um the personal side of it the 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 charisma uh that dan does to pull it off um and so it's very bad and um i think that uh i don't know how you can win a jury over like that's that. the thing yeah like can he ever win a jury vote i don't know that's the thing uh <laughs> but he is i think doing well with his positioning and i think his connection to cody is valuable and i think that um he has placed himself in a position where again daily and uh daily screwing up uh Mm -hmm. and um and sort of like pushing themselves to the bottom of the hierarchy only serves to improve his own positioning and um he also proved that he's good at these competitions i mean he uh he he got all those questions right um in this uh in this you know question it was a short-term memory question comp he also won a very physical veto competition and that matters because physical competitions are very prevalent nowadays so I think there are a lot of things that could work out in his favor. Last week, I gave him a five. This week, I'm feeling a six. I'm actually going to go up on Memphis's game this week. Not a lot, because I still think there's a lot to be desired, but I'm feeling a six. Yeah, uh, I gave him a six last week. I'm not willing to go a seven because, as I said, I don't know if he could win a jury vote. But on the other hand, maybe he could against somebody like Franzel. Uh, like I, 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 it's like I think in my eyes, Franzel is the final two goat that everyone's going to try to take to the end. Uh, I think he could actually win against her, but maybe there's a few other people that he could come that he could go against. Um, just as far as positioning in the in the ha- in the house, I feel like it it has actually markedly improved slightly. But I also think that some of the stuff that has happened is through like no uh no fault of his own and no uh desire of his own like some of the stuff that has happened that that improved him like the mistakes of Devon and Bailey he didn't cause any of that he's just benefiting from it so uh overall his 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 rating should be a six because I feel like he's played well-ish and also the thing that really makes me chuckle is the fact that he's doing things that are self-interested in the big brother house but then you have people like Franzel and Tyler and Danny, who are all going to the diary room complaining that he's making them play the safety competition. They're not gonna, because why would they do that for him? Like, they want to take care of themselves. They have to recognize that they're doing the exact same thing that he is. Like, they're not playing for the team. They're playing for themselves. So, in a, in a weird way, I feel like they all sort of got that. Now, Danny did get into a little bit of a tiff with Memphis over possibly putting up Janelle. But that sort of went away. Like, I don't really think that that's come back, even when he won the veto. Like, he had complete power to do everything, and she didn't push 
in my eyes, all that hard to try to get Janelle and Kaser out, wisely so, because that was like growing dead, like that was never going to happen. And I think she just decided to cut her losses and complain about it to people. But uh, overall, I, I feel like uh, you have to give him a six. He's, he's, he's played okay, and he's made himself into somebody who other people know that they can count on. So uh, the only person who is coming after him, obviously, is David. But, uh, you know, show me a comp win from David. And uh, and I'll also, like, David's, David's putting up Memphis and Janelle, right? Like, uh, where, where Janelle goes home, right? Like, yeah, uh, totally. I don't see any scenario where Memphis actually goes home. Yeah, and if Janie wins the veto, he's going to put up Kaser, and then Kaser goes home. So, yeah. 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 Um, gosh. For Memphis, this is tricky just because I do feel like surprisingly he's coming out of this week kind of unscathed. Um, the only thing is that I just think that it doesn't seem like the alliance that he thought was real and that he formed and all that is actually a thing. And it seems like all of his alliance members are trying to form new alliances, but not include him. And it does seem like in all these new variations of alliances, like he's never included. And I think that that's something to consider because I think that, you know, moving forward, if maybe he will be forgotten about a little bit, but no one's going to be protecting him. He would be an easy person to be like, yeah, let's just get Memphis out. And, and he seems to be the type to upset people. Like, so I could see him doing something or saying something that pisses people off. And then they're like, okay, well, let's just get rid of him. Like he's not with us anyway. Um, So I, I think that, I think it's already a good thing to not really change your position or to not go down in your position during your HOH week. Um, I saw Christina posted uh, today or on Twitter about how, like how they've gone up or down in the stock watch based on their HOH. Like when someone's HOH, do they go down? When someone's HOH, do they go up? And it does seem like a lot of people go down uh, during their first HOH. And I'm going to give him um, a five and not have him go down. but. I am worried about his position in the coming weeks just because I don't feel like he did himself any favors with this week. Yeah, and a lot of I I heard a few people talking about replacing Memphis with Enzo. Like, uh, that's never a good spot to be when people, like, you're in an alliance with people and they're openly talking about, well, we can get rid of him. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just him, like, Danny, Christmas, Franzel, like, none of the women really seem to like Memphis. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but on the other hand, Cody does have his back. I think Tyler would like to keep him around. Although he was irritated that he got rid of David. So I don't know about yeah. that. Like, yeah. I mean, he's playing a very different game. Like he, he isn't playing the, I'm going to get in a big Alliance game. Uh, he is, uh, you know, I think he's being genuine to some degree when he says, uh, big alliances are dumb. Uh, I'm not going to do them in the first half of the game. Like he's relying on this kind of like, I'm just going to position myself in a way where I survive long enough to, uh, to in, instead of like comp his way out, even though I think he's more capable than Ian um, to like, okay, now I'm going to like link up with Cody and link up with a couple of other people and really start to um, do what Dan and I did in the second half of season 10. Like he's playing that different game. I don't think it will work. I think it's an inferior game to the more boring everyone get an alliance, you know, stomp toward the end. Um, but I think it's interesting and I think it could work. So uh, I'm intrigued to see how it plays out. Right. I have to say really quickly about Memphis. The the part that made me chuckle the most about him was when he was talking with, I think, Cody uh, with their uh, commission meeting and they were talking about the committee and they were talking about the people in the committee And he was openly talking about like replacing the people in the committee uh, because he didn't trust some of them um, or wanted to get rid of some of them. I had a flashback to um, 
Alexis Colby Carrington on Dynasty when she took over Denver Carrington. And she said that, like, I'm going to sell this company or I'm going to do the merger with this company. And if you all do not go along, I'm just going to replace all of you with a board that will go along. And that's exactly how Memphis comes off to me because he's such a douche about it. He's just like thinking he can openly just replace the people in his alliance with new people in his alliance because he doesn't trust them. But he forgets that, number one, Cody has a say in that. Number two, getting rid of those people is going to be harder than he thinks. All right. Uh, the audience... Aaron, did you get that alliance? Did you get that uh, metaphor that's uh, 1985, 1986? Uh, where you, you weren't I, I, was, I was completely with you the oh, whole I time. Thought. It's okay. a <laughs> hilarious uh, and insightful metaphor. Thank you. Um, yes. The, I mean, the thing about what you're saying is that uh, it was actually a really good thing. Um, All right, David. So the audience... <laughs> Uh, not happy with Memphis. The audience gave Memphis a four. Oh my gosh. You guys are terrible. <laughs> terrible. Like you're just voting them based on popularity. You give Jamie fives and case or fives and Memphis fours. Are you guys on crack? That's what are you a doing? little. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, all right. So, uh, let's talk about Nicole Anthony. Oh, wait, Melissa. I have to reach for something. Hold on. Melissa. <laughs> Hmm. let's start with you uh i feel bad i like nicole so much as a person but she's just not doing well and she's got kevin just like twittering in her ear like basically giving her the complete wrong view of the house and making her basically brainwashed against janelle and kaiser who are literally the only people who are trying to help her stay and even then she's like, yeah, well, even if they are trying to get me to stay, and even if they give me their votes and they get votes for me to stay, like, I'm still going to go against them. It's like, what? Why? I get like picking out a target and telling the house, like, I'm going after this person. So you don't have to worry about me. I get that. But the fact that she's then still saying that she actually is going to go for them, like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, I, her whole read on the house is wrong. Her whole thing is wrong. She's probably going home. She's not doing herself any favors. Like, I just feel like, and I feel like even, like I said this earlier, like, even if it's like, okay, well, I'm going against Chanel and Kaser, like, that's my target. Like, so? Like, everyone else in the house is going against them too. Like, it's not some new thing. It's like, yeah, we don't need your number. Thank you. We have everybody else. And we have a whole house full of people, literally minus two, that are going to go after Janelle and Kaser. So... Yeah. Like that does us no good. You're not telling me what you can do for my game. Like, like, I mean, she'd be like literally just like out for the count. If David wasn't also equally terrible, like that's I just feel thing. like that's like the only thing is like David is actively making it so that people might pick him out when originally he was like good to go. And that's the only reason why Nicole might stay. But it's not because Nicole's doing something great. It's not because David's doing something great. Like everybody is just doing terrible things. And that's just that. And I don't have any faith that Nicole is going to get her way into the main alliance or get herself in a good position, even if she does stay. So I just feel like it's just, God, I don't know. I feel like I want to give her, I want to give her a one. But I also feel like she could possibly stay and I don't feel like she's completely out of it. So I kind of want to give her a two. So I think I'm just going to give her a two. That's okay. 
I, I'm going to also give her a two. Sorry, chat. I know you're <laughs> begging for the paddle, uh, but it's really not worthy of a one. Uh, like, I personally, I'm really irritated with her and I want to give her the one. Believe me, I would love to hold up the paddle just for cathartic reasons to give it to you all and make myself feel better. But the God's honest truth is that David is a really terrible player, as I previously noted. And there is a way that she could stay in the house. And ironically, the way she needs to stay in the house is to completely and utterly go against Janelle and Kaser. That's like the only way I feel like she'll move hearts and minds at this point is to go against Janelle and Kaser. And she was talking with Tyler earlier on the, in the day about having a house meeting, which Tyler was encouraging, which I do not think is good for him to do. But he was encouraging her to call the house meeting to do I don't know what, to to do something about Janelle and case, or I don't even know what she plans to do in the house meeting. Like, I actually think that the house meeting could work to Janie and Kaser's benefit mm-hmm. because if, if, if Nicole openly calls them out as, you know, having uh, something to do with her nomination, then Memphis is going to be right there. Memphis is going to say they didn't have shit to do with the nomination. I put you on myself. And then she's going to mm-hmm. look like an ass. So, uh, you know, I don't know what she plans on doing in this house meeting, uh, but uh, I do not think she's as dead in the water her position counts and her position at the moment is that she's against someone who is equally bad or possibly worse at the big brother game. I actually do think David is worse at the game. I really do. Um, than, than she is. And he may yet find a way to get himself evicted. So I think if she had the right read on the house and wasn't brainwashed by Kevin, I think she, she could stay this week. Like, I think she has it in her to like pull it together and stay. But I think because she's got just like the, just, just, total like nothing is there she can't she can't pull it together because she doesn't know what to do and i think that if she did know what to do or if she did know the dynamics of the house and was able to understand like who's with who who's what's with what she would be able to pull it together because i don't i don't think she's i don't think she's a bad player in all circumstances i think in this situation she is a bad she is playing very bad all right. The audience uh, agrees that uh, Nicole Anthony is a two. Um, however, I'm actually not with you guys on this one. Uh, in fact, Brent, I am a little bit appalled that uh, that last week you gave Keisha a one. Yes. And this week you gave Nicole Anthony a two because I was ready to say this is why you don't give Keisha a one <laughs> because you need to save it for this kind of situation <laughs> where Nicole Anthony is a one. Um, this is the thing. It's she has had terrible reads. I'm going to make the call. I think she's going home. I think she can call a house meeting all she wants. I don't think she's going to stay. I mean, I guess there's a small chance that David might do something really bad to screw himself up. But I don't think she's going to stay. And here's the thing. Like, I like, yes, even if she does accidentally save herself, even if she does, even if her bad read makes her stay somehow, then that's more damning because that means that if she had the right read, she would not have saved herself. Right. Like if she knew that Janelle was working for her, 
she wouldn't be campaigning against Janelle because she wouldn't do that to her friend. Um, and that's just another like indication of like the game that she plays, which is like, like she'd have to accidentally <laughs> save herself this week if she were to stay. Well, yeah. Um, and that's not good. Like it's really bad. Like the situation that put her in a position where she need, where she thought that Janelle and Kaser were not campaigning for her is so wild. Um, and takes such a, such terrible reads and plays. Uh, that uh, that to say that she might stay because of it and therefore is not a one to me doesn't make sense. Um, so uh, so it is it is a one for me. And and again, I do want to say I want to remind people that like yes, I think that we should be kind to Nicole when she comes out of the house. Aaron. I don't think that we should trash her. We uh, You're like you Aaron. guys should be we nice, should be but kind I'm people. giving her a one. But this is what I'm talking about, like. This is not what I mean. When I say kind, I don't mean like, oh, we need to like lie to her or like uh, or like, you know, suspend our judgment or like not accurately represent how we feel about her game uh, and the way that she played it um, or hold her accountable for her terrible opinions on people Um, like all of that is fair game. But you can do all of that and be kind at the same time and not gun for her and try to break yeah. her down uh so this yeah, is this know. is what i'm trying to this is the, the 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 distinction that i'm trying to make and i do think that her game this week is a one uh and i also hope oh that she comes out of the house and she she feels okay and she doesn't uh you know feel like uh like she needs to uh to like run away forever right oh my god yeah. please no i like it sucks because she's such a nice person and she's such a like a great person we all love her like as a person it's just like it should be in all the critiques of her should be purely game play related like it should not be about her as a person or trying to like make her feel like bad about herself as a person or even like attacking her or like you know any sort of like bashing oh yeah not no but you know you say well yeah but i know that everybody on twitter is going to go ahead and bash her and i don't think that that's what we should be doing i think that like it's it's appropriate and okay to be like no like why'd you do that like you went against janelle and she was your one ally like oh this sucks but like just like ripping her to shreds is not no. what anyone should be doing. And like, oh, I, I totally, well, I obviously agree with that. I, no, I, mean, I know. I, I think yeah. that a lot of people on Twitter don't agree with that. I, I, mean, I, I, I think. That, like, I think the problem is that like people see it as like this binary thing where either you are super crazy mean or you're like. Uh, oh, you're a perfect being, Nicole. There's nothing wrong with you. Like, there's plenty yeah. of space in the middle where you can be honest with somebody and respectful at the same time, hold them accountable for their actions while also being kind. Uh, I think that there is space to do that. That's 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 my that's my my take on it. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's talk about Nicole Franzel, who we might be able to start just calling Nicole soon, which I am very happy about. Yes, please. Um, <laughs> Brent, let's start with you. All right. What did I give her last week? You gave her a four last week. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to give her a seven this week. Uh, I'm, I'm like, I'm done fighting. I'm just done fighting, okay? I really am. I'm just done like she's, she's good she's at worn Big Brother. Brent down. That's a that's a big she's thing. worn me down. She's really good at Big Brother. It's not in a manner that I like. I don't like it. I don't enjoy it. But I have to admit that she somehow 
over and over again, just continually plays the game in a way that just ingratiates herself with mm-hmm. people. And they simultaneously want to include her, but yet also feel like, oh, she's so pathetic and she's such a <laughs> wounded bird. Like, we'll just take her in. Uh, like, they're not at all worried about Nicole Franzel. I think the only person who's worried about Nicole Franzel is Janelle. But outside of that, uh, you know, I feel like most people would probably uh, not waste an HOH on her at this point. Uh, Ian seems to uh, have her loyalties. I mean, he, I mean, he's giving Nicole uh, Franzel, Franzel his loyalties. Uh, she has the uh, potential safety suite as something to save her if uh, Janelle or Kaser win HOH. Um, even then, they may not target Nicole Franzel. Uh, Ian has uh, told them that, hey, like, don't th- don't target Nicole Franzel. That's my ride or die. You guys have your ride or die. I have my ride or die. So, uh, like, uh, I, I I just think that overall, you cannot look at the situation without clear vision and see that the game field indicates that no one outside of Janelle possibly is going to come for Nicole Franzel next week. And overall. No one's going to come for her at all. They really aren't. She's in it for the long haul again. And it really pisses me off and I can't stand it. But I, I have to say that you know she does a good job of getting into these alliances and making people feel good about her. And, uh, and, and no, I didn't buy Nicole Franzel stock, just so you know. <laughs> I didn't buy any Nicole Franzel stock. But I, I just, I, I'm so... Uh, I'm to the point where I'm like, okay, the evidence is so much. I just can't fight it anymore. Yeah, I agree with Brent. I give her a seven too. I, I'm very impressed with her game. She's good. You gave She's her a five really last good. week. Yeah, she really I is. know. She's really good. And I think that it's, it's, she has a way of making people think. She's just always like, I'm like, oh no, like, oh, they're so mean to me. I'm always like, you know, the, the, everyone's so cruel and mean. And like, I'm always the victim. And everyone believes it every time. Like, it's as if they literally have not seen her previous seasons. Like, it's right. as if they've never looked at the internet and seen her as called like snake hole and like, you know, rat hole and all that sort of stuff. Like, I mean, don't they, don't, they, they know don't remember any of that? It's yeah. crazy to me that people are still falling for this. And even like, and Ian is like totally, I mean, she has Ian like right there in her grip. Yeah. And, yeah. and like, even when people were like earlier, like, I guess, I don't remember the exact context, but like Ian was, it was basically the story of how like they were trying to turn Ian on her, or, or like on Nicole. And then everyone was like, why would like, why Nicole would never turn on Ian? Nicole would never do that. What, like, why would they try and like tell that is so mean, that is so mean. And it's like, what like of course she's gonna turn on ian nicole's ruthless and if only she would admit that and if only she would play that she would own that that she's ruthless if only she would own it like i'm sure that like people would be like loving it like we would be yes oh my god i would love it if if she would just turn to the camera and give us a little wink and be like yeah i'm doing all this Absolutely. I would be like 100% on board. I I just want to prepare you and the audience for the fact that I am like, I would bet money on the fact that once again, this season, we're going to see Franzel go into the diary room and she's going to say the words, I vote to evict Davon. I guarantee you that's going Mm -hmm. to happen at some point and it's going to suck big time. But as far as where they're at on the game board right now, honey, it's coming. 
She's in yeah. such a good place. Nobody's coming after her besides Janelle, basically, and maybe Kaser, but I don't even think, I don't even think, I think Janelle is like tangentially going against her, but I don't even think that's her next move. I think yeah. the next move is Cody. Yeah, And I so agree. I don't, I mean, maybe if it's a situation that they put Cody and Nicole Safety Franzel suite, on the block veto, or like yeah. that, who knows? But like, I, I honestly, like, she's in such a good place. People want to work with her. I mean, yes, she is being excluded from some alliances, but even then they're, they're not targeting her. It's not like they're excluding her because they want to target her. Like, I think she's in a really good place. And I got to say it, we might see uh, our first two-time Big Brother winner here. Like, I mean, I just imagine it. It's possible. So, you know. Not if, not if I have anything to say about it. <laughs> no one's winning the money again on my watch. <laughs> Well, funny you mentioned Enzo because I feel like for me, Nicole Franzel is also an eight um, from me. I, I was very impressed with her this week. Um, I think this is the best I've ever seen Franzel play. I think that she's only ever gotten better. The first week I was worried about how emotional she got. She was crying over Janelle, like just breathing. Um, right. This week, she heard that she was an option for a back door and she played it cool. Like she was chill about it the whole week. Um, and like, that's not what I expected from Franzel. Uh, in fact, she did something I really liked, which is that she every time she talked about it with somebody and or somebody came up to them, she said, oh, you're like the fifth person to tell me this. I'm so happy that you brought it to me. It makes me so happy that people will tell me about these things, um, which like implies like you'd better tell me things because other people tell me things. And if you don't tell me things, then I'm going to know that you didn't tell me things, but I'm also grateful that you told me things. Yeah, exactly. Um, that second part is the important part. Yeah. But I agree that the first part is important, but like she wraps it up in a nice bow, even though it's mm -hmm. like poison on the inside. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. like you know, she's giving it to you as a present. Like here, I'm giving this to you and it looks nice on the outside. See, but you really see that I'm actually doing this for myself. You know? mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you, I mean, we, we, she has, uh, you know, with Janelle, probably, being the most likely person to go home next week, Janelle is the only person in the house that is not a fan of Franzel. Um, like, uh, like Kaser doesn't like Franzel. Like he thinks that she's dangerous, um, but he doesn't have like the personal disdain for Franzel that Janelle has. Um, right. And then you like maybe Bailey and Devon has a little bit of like uh, a desire to like be skeptical of Franzel, but like nothing to the extent of like Janelle putting Franzel's name out there all the time. Um, and like those are all the people that are in the hit list like all of those people um they're the people who are least capable of doing anything about it um and if they all go home franzel is great with everyone left um she has reeled in ian and is being protected by ian if anyone wants to get in good with ian they can't touch her um and he's saying like basically i'll go after you if you if you take her out if you take her out thinking you can reel me in don't think about it because it's not going to happen. Um, and he's willing to just be her parachute and be her protection and be her leverage. Um, and I was very impressed and I think she's in a good spot. And so I'm going to give her an eight. The audience, or the audience do still at a six. They did not feel that her game this week was much of an improvement from last week. Still, she went up two rating points. She was a five last week, and she went up to a seven this week. So that made some people some money. Again, I do not buy any Franzel stock, so get off my back. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, let's finally talk about Tyler and Melissa. We'll start with you. Yeah, I mean, I think he's playing really well. I think that people 
really want to work with him and they don't see, I mean, I'm not hearing his name really as like a next target or anything. I think if anything, Cody will be the one. And even if Tyler's up there with Cody, I think Cody would go over Tyler. I think more people want to work with Tyler, more people like Tyler. I think he's doing a great job. Um, and even like that situation with Danny and day, like I think he turned it around and really came out on top. So um, I'm going to give him a seven as well. All right, Brent. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm looking at the uh, the uh, what what breed of dog is that, Melissa? A sheep doodle. Yeah, I, I sorry, I couldn't. I knew I knew that uh, it was some sort of sheep dog. I just couldn't. Yeah, think of yeah. It. Uh, so 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 adorable. But uh, I'm also gonna give t- uh, Tyler an adorable rating because I <laughs> gave him a five last week, and I'm also going to give him a seven this week. I would like to give him an eight. He has proven to me that he is a really good Big Brother player once again. Uh, I'm sorry, I doubted you, Tyler. Like uh, he he just has a way where mm-hmm. people underestimate him, but yet they count on him. They feel like they can depend on him. Is he's seen as less sneaky than other people in the house, and yet he is one of the sneakiest players there. Like, did they even watch Big Brother Twenty? Apparently not. Like, they really must have not seen what he did, the mind fucks he did to some of the people on Big Brother Twenty, because he is a master at that. But he's totally been underestimated so far. So, uh, my God, like, what else do you want from a guy like this? Uh, I know that there's a little bit of consternation because, like, uh, Danny uh, didn't trust him and she thought she couldn't trust him and then realized she could trust him and then she went back. But I think the only person who came out of that feeling really not good was Tyler. Like, Tyler doesn't feel great about Danny. Danny thinks that she made up with Tyler and said, oh, no, I really believe you now. Like, uh, I really, I, 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 didn't believe you before but i believe you now like i I got it like so i think she feels like they're all good everybody else like again i wanted to give him an eight but i do feel like there is a small window for him to go home if like cody's saved through the safety competition or some veto and like you know they're not like janelle and casey are not going to put up memphis they're not going to put up enzo they're looking for a guy probably going to be tyler on the other hand Tyler does have the safety suite and there are a couple people who might pick him as a plus one and he has the veto. That's a lot of ways to be safe. If your name is Tyler, I don't see him going home. Like Grodner would probably hang herself. If Tyler went home on, in week three. So there's no way that's happening, honey. So uh, it's a seven for me. He's in it. I think he's in it for the long haul once again. Yes. Uh, there are a couple of things that make me a little bit hesitant to give Tyler a higher rating. I can tell you, that Tyler got an eight from the audience this week, uh, up two from before and uh, the highest rating of the week, um, followed by Enzo. Uh, Tyler mm-hmm. and Enzo were the two highest rated by the audience so by let me a just large margin. S- let me set the stage. So since the audience gave Tyler an eight, if you give Tyler an eight or nine, uh, then he's, his uh, rating would bump up from a six to an eight. But... If you do not, if you give him a seven, uh, then uh, his rating will stay at a seven. Uh, mm. So you have complete power here, Karen. 
I can <laughs> block people that invested in Tyler. Aha. Apparently, yes. Um, sure that's but, a lot of the bad. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure he was the most popular buy. I didn't actually get the stats, but um, but uh, that is not how we operate here. Uh, I value my uh, my ratings more I than know. more than anything I else. I just wanted to and, set the stage for the people listening on the audio yes, version. Yes, yes. Uh, and so here's here's the thing. There are a couple of reasons why I'm a little bit skeptical. A skeptical of of giving Tyler an eight. Those reasons are um, one, he could go home next week. It is in the realm of possibility that if they go after Tyler or go after Cody, Tyler ends up on the block next to him, something along those lines. Maybe it's Cody's safe. Maybe Tyler's the backup. Tyler uh, could go home next week. It is possible. Um, number two, he's very invested in David. And I think David is more invested in Davon and Bailey than he is Tyler. I had OV talk on my Twitch stream about Tyler, and he said that he felt like Tyler would be more loyal to David than to Bailey. Uh, sorry, that David would be more loyal to Tyler than uh, Bailey and Devon. But I do not feel that way. I think that David is going to be more loyal to them than to Tyler, and I think that him outing the Boys Alliance was part of an example of that. Okay. That said, he's not the top target. His relationship with Christmas is extremely valuable. Um, he played this week extremely well in a in a house of people who played it very poorly. Tyler has shown just how skilled he is at this game. And I just have a lot of faith in him moving forward that he can get out of the situations that he gets put in. Um, and I, I do feel like uh, of of everyone there, um, he has the most amount of just raw ability to do well. Um, and so I agree with that in mind. I did give him an eight out of ten. Um, so Tyler will Ding. be getting that eight. Um, and uh, and I feel I feel confident about his his position moving forward. I do think he is. I think he's probably the best player in that house. Um, although. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. By the way, uh, just thinking about like Cody and Tyler, and I know I realized Cody was the first HOH, but like this is such a this is such a deep poll. But someone was reminding me this on Twitter, like uh, how lucky were we in Big Brother Canada five that Karen won HOH and put like two big alpha males right up on the block, got rid of one of them right away, like the two big alpha white guys gone right away at the beginning of Big Brother, but uh, no such luck and. Uh, Big Brother 22, and uh, I wish someone would have the balls like put Cody and Tyler up on the block. But with our luck, honestly, Cody wins safety and chooses Tyler or something. And then Memphis is obviously not going to be Janie's target. So maybe that's how Franzler or Danny end up going. I don't even know what would happen if that happened. But uh, I'm, I'm like, we've had like every time I thought Tyler was going to get caught in Big Brother 20, he never did. So I'm not falling for I'm like with Franzel and other people, like I'm not falling for that again. Like, uh, He's not going to get caught this time, I feel like. He's going to continue to uh, do the Tyler thing. And, you know, I don't personally care for him, but uh, he plays a good game. Yeah. All right. Um, so that is the stock watch for the week. I do have some other questions um, while we hopefully get the uh, the leaderboard to update to check in on how everyone is doing. Um, we I asked you guys to rate the episodes of Big Brother 22 this week. You gave the episodes a six point five out of ten, a three point increase from the six point two last week. Um, so you felt like the episodes were better. I agree with that premiere was not 
were super great, but the episodes since then have been slightly better, uh, but not perfect. Um, I asked you guys to rate the feeds this week. Last week it was a 6.9. This week it was a 7.2, another 3 point increase the feeds i agree have also been better this week very exciting very crazy um harder to follow harder to cover but that's fine it's been fun um and then asking you to rate the season as a whole so far last week was a 7.3 this week a 7.0 which was weird because the episodes went up three points the feeds went up three points the season as a whole went down three points I think because they see the writing on the wall. I feel like people are starting to see like, yeah. oh, okay. So we're going to end up with like a, what, a Cody, Tyler, Enzo, Nicole, Christmas. Final Four. Yeah. Christmas, Final mm-hmm. Five. Yeah. And that's Something not exciting. Like that. Nope, not exciting at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I had you guys rank your rank the players from your favorite to your least favorite players um and i need to uh quickly sort this by the appropriate thing um and of course janelle and kaser are on top as they were last week um last week though davon was in third place this week ian terry oh yeah Devon actually falls down to sixth place this week. Yes. Um, Number four, Tyler, who moved up from, I think, seventh last week. Um, Number five, Bailey, right above Devon, um, moving up from sixth last week. Um, Enzo in seventh below Devon, um, right around the same spot. and Danny continues to be in a free fall from the top spot in the preseason. Ooh. Now down in the number eight spot on so, at the, the list. bottom, the bottom half of jokers. Yeah. Um, then you have Cody and Christmas, uh, who has really risen quite high. Uh, Christmas, who is very near the bottom. Um, I think at the bottom in the first poll, um last week was second from the bottom she is now right below cody i think in a 10th 10th place something like that um then david after christmas and then nicole anthony oof fourth from last still not quite all the way down but very very far fall from grace uh the favorite the fan favorite last year now in uh, thir- uh 12th place overall mm-hmm. nicole franzel is then third from last memphis garrett second from last and kevin campbell in the very Girl. bottom of the list miss anita Vito, miss anita popularity that's what Ooh. you need <laughs> yeah that's bad rough stuff <laughs> um all right so uh i asked strategically who should memphis have targeted this week for his game as hoh who should he have targeted this week what are you what were you what are you guys uh, opinions he can't tar he couldn't target christmas ian or himself mm. who should have mm-hmm. been his target 
I think that the internet is going to say, uh, is that what we're trying to predict? What the, give, what's give your, me your answer. Who, well, what was his best target? What was his best target? I, That's hard. I don't know. I, I don't mean, know if anyone's really. I think he should have told Christmas ahead of time, don't save Ian, and then targeted Ian. That's what he should have done. Yeah, like he should have been more open about what he wanted to do, and then that way this he wouldn't be put in this situation. Yeah, uh, but I don't know. Like I feel like his nominations as they stand are probably pretty good. Like he didn't want to target anybody, obviously in his alliance. He didn't want to do the dirty work for the house and target Janelle and Kaser. Uh, Janelle and Kaser leaving them in the game creates more in- instability in the house, and you know even though he's a bit of a prick, like uh, leaves him on the uh, on the inside of the onion, so to speak, for people not to look at. So. Yeah, I think uh, the only other person would have been Kevin just because Kevin is, like, against Janelle, Kaser, Memphis, like, yeah. what, what was he calling him, the trifecta or something? Mm-hmm. I think that, like, I think that would that would make sense to try and target Kevin because, like, what does he do to benefit his game? If anything, he's just, like, spreading rumors, so. Yeah. Um, all right. So, uh, David was the top answer, followed okay. by Kevin. And then Nicole Franzel was the top three. Yeah, I feel like that's partly though, like like the internet is judging it from the from the way things are now. Like if you mm. go back in time to when you know Memphis first made his picks, I don't think anybody would have said getting David out was like his yeah, number I don't one think plan. David was after him. Like we're we're point. looking at it after the fact. We're like you know David is in the uh, uh, diary room coming from Memphis, and David is talking to people saying you know obviously I'm coming from Memphis like. Uh, Mm-hmm. That's that's not how it was before until he actually nominated him. Yeah. All right. Uh, I asked two weeks in, how do you feel about the safety suite twist? Last week, it was a 67 out of 100. Uh, still a failing grade, um, <laughs> but still, but, but pretty good, pretty high in terms of twists. This week, it has passed into the passing grades. Uh, 74 out of 100. Um, people feel even better about it. Yeah, I think that this is definitely one of their best twists they've done in a while. I think that, like, uh, I believe you talked about it on an update, but it's like, you know, it still gives you an element of chance. It doesn't give you some crazy power. It And in the beginning of the game, it doesn't really affect the game that much to just have two people be safe each week. Like, I mean, yes, obviously it impacted the game, but, like, there are other targets at the beginning of the game. There aren't just one or two targets. Like, you can pick somebody else to get out and like, and honestly so far it's benefited the like fan favorites at this point. So everyone's cool with it. So I don't know. I mean, obviously if like Janelle or Kaser wins HOH next week and then Cody and uh, whoever else are, are safe, the Cody and Nicole Franzel or whatever. And it's like, okay, well now Janelle and Kaser have to pick somebody else. Then Maybe people aren't going to be so happy about it. But, you know, in terms of twists, if we have to have a twist, like no one got out on the first episode, like no one got just like immediately booted, which I was afraid of. Like there wasn't some crazy like teams twist or anything like that or, you know, battle of the block or anything like that. So I think overall, in the grand scheme of things, this is a great twist. There you go. Um, the audience was polled. Who do you want to be evicted this week? 65% said Nicole Anthony. Yeah, either one of them can go, honestly, from my standpoint. They should uh, both go. Get them out. And I can't believe I'm saying that about Nicole Anthony, really. Uh, like, look, I mean, she's a sweet girl. And, you know, if, if she actually stayed this week, 
you know, look, I think the odds of her getting HOH and targeting Janelle and Case or herself are pretty low. So you know, she could probably turn it around popularity-wise. Um, people would naturally root for her because she would be on the outside of the big alliance. I think her popularity would come back up. But as things stand, like, I'm happy to see either one of them go. All right. And then finally, who do you want to win HOH next week? Unsurprisingly, uh, 50% say Janelle, 22% say Kaser, um, and then uh, Tyler with, uh, next with 6%. So um, uh, Janelle or Kaser HOH is God, what please. is desired. Um, that would be so amazing. Yes. So uh, I think the leaderboard for the Stockwatch at the moment is a little glitched um i see this one person with four hundred dollars at the top which is a hundred dollars more than anyone else um oh, i'm pretty sure that's not possible that but you're right but yeah. uh despite that we will work on those bugs um i can tell you that uh i uh am in tied for 47th place um i, I went in on enzo um brent is tied for 109th place. Oh, um, who he Brent went in on Tyler. I did. Um, Can you believe it? <laughs> Melissa is in 601st place. I thought um, I was doing it right. What the heck? What'd you do? What'd you do? I bought Christmas and Tyler. Christmas and Tyler, uh, yes, is what Melissa bought. Um, What's the problem with that? I thought I was doing a good thing. Christmas well, didn't and, go and as high as Tyler money. did. They yeah. both made money. Yeah. Look, Melissa, you are 601 of over 4,500. Oh, wow. Okay. That's well, awesome. I feel, I feel yeah. a little better. I feel so much better after hearing that. Like, yeah, after hearing that, like, I, thought, I thought it was like I was literally 600 out of 1,000. Me too. Like, like, I thought maybe like 800. Because like, yeah. you know, we, we've done this like with the first season or so that we did this. There was like, you know, not as yeah, many Big Brother playing. Canada was like, nobody was playing and so it's just like a few well i mean not nobody but not 4500 not 4500 no i will say too um i had some friends who actually texted me and they were like so uh how how do you how do you play the stock watch like they actually thought like you could make money (laughs) off of this and i'm like no it's like like, literally like it's rhap bucks yeah Yeah. (laughs) for pride they're like, oh, too bad. I'm like, yeah, and just 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 to be clear, this this might be because there's clearly some problem with the leaderboard. There might be others as well. So, um, don't take it as uh, as gospel quite yet. But um, but in general, I think we all did pretty well overall. Yeah. Um, everyone's and, trying to yeah. see. Uh, uh, y'all are on the site. Like, go back in a couple hours when nobody. Yeah, let us check first. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, uh, somebody out there said, like, can you explain the stockwatch? I mean, this is so. This is how it happens. Like, we gave ratings. Like, last week to start the game so to speak it's a game and uh everyone chose to buy stocks they didn't have to buy stocks but they chose to buy stocks with their fake rhap money that everyone gets if you anybody can anybody can play and anybody can start playing right now like if you wanted to start playing right now you could you can log in through a twitch account a facebook account i think a google account like there's a bunch of different a twitch account a bunch of different ways you can go through and log in and once you start your account you'll be given 200 free you know rhap bucks to spend how you want and then you can like once the market opens probably right after i'm guessing it's open right now yes or maybe soon after this it'll yes, be open there, we might uh we might need some time to yeah. to fix some things so between but... tonight when the market opens and right before the show on thursday you can buy and sell your stocks and choose what you want to do and you can check the projections on the site like the site will tell you uh 
who made more money. Like for instance, Enzo, I think made more money than Tyler, even though Enzo went from a seven to an eight and Tyler went from a six to an eight. Enzo mm-hmm. made more money because the way maybe like 2%. Yeah, I agree, but yeah. still, still a little bit. The way that the stock watch is designed is to reward players who consistently play well. And since mm-hmm. Enzo had a higher quote unquote good rating uh, before this week and continued to have an even better rating this week, he went up just a little bit more than Tyler, who you know obviously improved uh, from a six to an eight. So yes. that's that's basically just look at the projections. The projections will help you out. And sometimes it doesn't make sense, but you you just have to consider the tenant of the stock watch, which is good players get rewarded well for playing well consistently. And the converse is true, that bad players get penalized for playing bad consistently. So watch out for that. Yes. Um, and the, the, the formula, uh, like, uh, it's, it's, it tries to emulate a market. So it will, it yes. will take into account the history of a player as well. Um, so, uh, it's not that often that you see weird, weird situations where like a six to an eight is 2% less than a seven to an eight. But, uh, for the most part, it, it should make sense. That was like uh, an unfortunate, like, uh, one little one off that happened at the start of the season. Um, but, uh, in general, I'm uh, I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah. It, it makes it, you know, it makes it makes a certain amount of sense, but it I you know, it's we try to make it as simple as possible. That's why we made that's why we put so much effort into the site so that it's, you know, it's very easy to buy and sell and you can see exactly where people will be based on the ratings and all of that. So, um hopefully you guys have some fun with it. Uh and I think that's what we have here um oh also of course uh if you want more explanation about the stock watch or you need more tips or tricks or anything um i am going to be streaming weekly on twitch uh twitch.tv slash taren armstrong um before the uh somewhere before the episode airs where i will give my advice on who to buy and sell i'll give you my thoughts on how i think i will rate people the following week um based on my own thoughts about he what gives I think. His, he also gives his thoughts and shades me and melissa <laughs> On how I think they will rate wow, have you been doing that Taryn? I yeah you know what he said i listened to him when he was talking about tyler he was like brent and melissa i mean come on like <laughs> they gave him fives last week wow wow <laughs> they're, the, they're the reason he's two percent less than enzo because they were so down on him last week i should have known i should have <laughs> known you were just shading us the whole time on your on your twitch channel that's all you do on there that's crazy. No. Uh, but if, you're, if you're confused about anything, you can find me on there. You can ask me a question. I will answer it. I will give as many uh, as much as vi- advice as I can um, for uh, for how to play and, and all of that. So um, check all of that out. Anything else? Any final thoughts we need to give before we wrap up here? Let's just hope we get a good HOH. I agree. Uh, um, that would be right. a lot of fun. Oh, that would be so much fun. Yes. Yes. So I'll be back tomorrow morning at 11 a.m. Eastern to update you on everything that happens today happened today on the Big Brother 22 live feeds. And it's also going to be a Wednesday. So there will be an episode and uh, we'll have a recap afterward to talk about it. Um, And then Thursday there'll be an eviction. And we'll talk about that as well. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at Armstrong Taren. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Taren Armstrong. Go there, hit the follow button. It'll be alerted when I go live. Um, Brent. You can find me at one lucky gay. That's one spelled out. O N E and uh, follow me for uh, anything fun and uh, exciting on Twitter. All right. And Melissa. Uh, It's Melissa with three A's on all social media platforms. 
All right. Uh, Thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Brent and Melissa, for joining me. Always great to talk to you guys. And we'll see you later. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.